Okay, we got a great episode for you guys today. I think you guys are thoroughly going to enjoy it. Now, before we get into the episode, we got to talk to you about a couple things. The first thing being our store, bombhole.com. Buds, what do we got going on over there? We got a nice little online bodega for you. Oh, it's a bodega. It's a bodega. We got t-shirts, hoodies, keychain, stickers, bumper stickers. Yeah, the stickers are hitting. You can also find a link to our Patreon, which is a huge, huge support to the show. One of the only reasons we're able to do it is because of our Patreon. But if you don't have any money and you still want to support the show, what can you do, buds? You know what? You can subscribe. You can leave us a comment. Hit five stars. goes so far for us. It actually helps us get sponsors. So do us a favor and uh, hook up those reviews for us. Yeah, don't be afraid to write a review. And uh, with that being said, let's get into the episode. Here we go. You are listening to the Bomb Hole. Bomb Hole Podcast. It's going to be very hot going to be very uncomfortable for everybody. Good going to slide down in big hills, you know what I mean, on a big, nice burgundy snowboard. Okay, here we go again. We are back in the booth at the Bomb Hole, which is presented by Liquid Death and Pub Beer. Now, Stony Buds, how are we doing, my friend? So good, my dog. Always love to hear that. Now, to my left, we have Kelly Hart. Kelly, what's happening? Dude, you guys are so good, dude. <laughs> That was awesome. <laughs> I'm doing great. Thanks for having me, man. I appreciate hearing that, Kelly. That means a lot. Now, uh, d- going to do a brief intro for people that are unfamiliar. Uh, professional skater, podcast co-host of the Nine Club, skateboard team manager for Mob Grip S and Richta, street league judge, 2015 winner of Trick of the Year, and jump rope master, man of many talents. I don't know if the jump rope master is part of my job, but, you know, you, I like it. Yeah. You yeah. Should, well, you're damn near professional, it looks like, <laughs> at this point. So what do, you, what are you doing out here in Salt Lake? I was out here judging the street league. Um, yeah. Good contest. It was great. Dude, so climactic. Uh, just the women's, the men's. I, I wouldn't want to be a judge. Oh, uh, I mean, I enjoy doing it. I just want to make sure skateboarding's in, you know, everyone's put in the right place, and I don't know. It's it's a it's a interesting thing to do, but it's fun. So I, I heard recently you didn't get into it, but I know you're supposed to be a judge for the Olympics, correct? Yeah. What happened there? Um. So, yeah, I was doing world skate. Uh, I was ju- doing the street league judging, and then world skate got involved with there. Um, and I was doing the world skate events, and since it was going to the Olympics, there were, and there, like you know, on snowboarding, probably similar things with coaches and complaining about this or that or whatever you know um i guess someone had made a complaint that i had worked for soltech or a company that was endorsing a, one of the skateboarders and that i would it was a conflict of interest which as skateboarders snowboarders i don't know like you that's never happened yeah. really before you know what i mean and if there was you would see you would see it there's no entering documentation of me getting someone a higher score because they or a pair of shoes that I liked, you know what I mean? Or I worked for. So that happened. And I was like, oh, that's cool. Like, I understand that, but this, I hope you know that that's not how it goes. It's never been that way. So yeah, that was that. And then I ended up doing social media for World Skate Out There, which was honestly just as fun. It was really cool to work with like a T-Bud, Jeff Landy, Bryce Knights, um, Jamie Owens. It was cool. But yeah, that, that happened. And then they were like, hey, we have to like, we can't. We cannot avoid this. We have to act on this because the IOC and imagine like whatever person gets to the podium and they're like, 
they didn't get the score they wanted, and they're like, that because Kelly was a judge and blah, blah. Even though no one I sponsored really was in the event, mm-hmm. um, they still could make that complaint, and the, to be a, involved with that would be horrible. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like insider trading, yeah, basically. Yeah, that would be the worst. But that's fucking bullshit. Yeah. I feel like in snowboarding and skating, that would never happen, like you're saying. It's yeah, and I, there's only a handful of judges out there, to be honest. Not everyone's a good judge. Yeah. Just because you skate, just in case, just if you're like, even if you're just a great skateboarder, doesn't mean you're a good judge. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know. So there's a lot of like work to do on the judging side, but there's so when you don't when you take me out, there's not a lot of a ton of other people you could just be like, yeah, easy Kelly can this person can take Kelly's spot. But I mean, there are good judges for sure. So it was just something interesting that happened. I've never have actually happened. Mm-hmm. I was so excited to be a judge in the Olympics, and then I got shut down, which kind of felt like I was just sad. Like, I wasn't torn apart, but I was like, man, that would have been cool. It was almost a cool thing to, like, hey, mom and dad, I'm going to the Olympics. I'm going to be a judge. But, like, you know, I also wanted to service skateboarding as a whole to do the best I could to, you know, make sure the results were good. But the the results in the Olympics were awesome. Mm -hmm. They were great. So it was fun to watch. Dude, that was unbelievable. And I wonder what it's going to do for skateboarding. Because we were just at Street League. And uh, is it Raisa? How do you yeah, say her name? Raisa. Raisa had like half of the crowd, the little Brazilian girl, was like wearing Brazilian flags. They didn't even look like they were skateboarders. Like it seemed like she just brought out the civilian Brazilians from <laughs> civilian, <Salt> Brazilians. <laughs> and civilian Brazilians. Yeah. And like, and dude, I ju- it just seems like it, it's a good thing because it brings a lot more people in. Yeah. You know, like those big events, those big platforms and. It was pretty interesting when I was doing the social media stuff for World Skate, and I would look at the analytics of like where you know you can see on Instagram like where your followers are from. It was like twenty five percent was Brazil. No way. Yeah, and like you would see it on the social like when there was a Brazilian like a posted photo or video, people were going they had just Brazilian flags, and you saw they they came out for like I was like I didn't know how many Brazilians were out here. Like I I don't know. I mean like obviously they're everywhere, but. I didn't know we even yeah, had any know. in the city. Honestly, I didn't, I didn't know even we know we had a population in Brazil at all. Yeah, and they came. Um, it was it was super sick to see that. And um, I heard that like skateboarding is the second biggest score uh, sport in Brazil, right mm-hmm. behind soccer. So I'm like, that's pretty wild. That's Big, cool. I went. I saw her following went from like a few hundred thousand to six point eight million. Yeah, that in, was wow. from the Olympics. From the Olympics. Yeah, yeah. wild. Woo. Yeah, that was. I remember we like literally watched that happen you know mm-hmm. i was like oh this is gonna be exciting maybe she'll get i don't you never think of that yeah, yeah. you never like oh cool maybe she'll get more followers like yeah. but then then that became a thing now i'm like okay let's see how much sky brown gets at the olympics you know and you're like wow that's crazy she got like a million followers that's cool like i'm like why why are we that's such a wild thing to look at <laughs> but it's really cool it's really cool i mean raisa honestly She's 13 years old, dude. Imagine how good she's going to be when she's 18. I, I keep yeah. saying it's over for all these other yeah. women. Like, it's <laughs> over. I'm sorry. Like, she's she's insane. Yeah, it's going to be incredible to watch and just to watch her skate. And I always trip out on the – when she did the kid from board to win, I was like, dude, you have to just – everyone's cheering and chanting your name, and you just lay it down like that? That's amazing. Mm-hmm. That's that a true just, professional skateboarder right there. Dude, that, I was actually watching. I was like, skateboarding is a sport, like, in this sense, in the sense that, like – an arena of people can erupt when you land a trick, like yeah. creating that, that arc of a climax. Like you're at a, uh, like a, like a hockey game and somebody scores a game winning goal and the stadium erupts, like to be able to create a contest that, you know, the way it's shuffled and, and, yeah. and how the, the, the scoring changes and keeps people on the edge of their seats. It's, it's awesome for skateboarding to have that. Too. Yeah, no, I mean, it doesn't always end up like that, the street yeah. leagues or whatever, but that one was perfect on both ends, to be honest. So. And, and it's so sub, sub 
subjective and and uh, forgive my ignorance because I haven't looked into the how you guys do the judging, but since it's so subjective, do you guys have like things are worth certain points or is it is it all just kind of based on your guys' experience skating? It's like it's mostly the experience, but also what uh, I wouldn't say actually it's our experience. We know, we we know how tough the tricks yes. are, and you can put them into a scale, I guess yep. you would say. And it's interesting. You know, they changed it this year to, it used to be the thing called 254. So it was like, you have two runs, you have five best tricks, and you take four of those scores. Now it's 143. Mm-hmm. So it's just interesting. And the skaters, I think, are developing or like understanding the new new way of doing it. So, yeah, I mean, and then they in, in the finals, the top four go on and they have two, they get to, to fill or have two more tries. Mm-hmm. So that's pretty interesting too. That kind of builds up this whole, you know, climactic thing so yeah it's beautiful cool. i saw well we uh rode for lrg i was yeah. a snowboarder skater for lrg years back had some went on a good trip i believe you came here and we hung out i can vaguely remember but it was a good time yeah i mean those trips were out of ho- hand they were out of control they were hilarious because jonas uh, rest in peace man he we'd go on these trips dude like <laughs> <laughs> he it was one of the funniest things, dude, because he would take us all out to do these, like, what are the photo shoots for, like, the catalogs. Mm-hmm. And we'd go to, like, um, where did I go? Uh, the National Park, Yellowstone, not Yellowstone. I can't remember where we were. I, I forget, sorry. But we would go to, like, these crazy places, just drink beers and eat food and wear awesome shit and then just take photos. That's mm-hmm. all we did all day. Dude, was, I, there was, was some where they rented helicopters what and year planes. Was this you guys met up. 2010. That's Not probably sick. about right. Yeah, because it was right before the LRG video came out, mm. and it was right when I was filming for my barracks thing. I remember mm-hmm. that. So. That's and cool. also, Billy Marks was on LRG, and he was a judge sitting next to you. Yeah. I was judging with Billy. I mean, Is Billy's he, just a funny-ass dude. You yeah, know Billy? Yeah. Like, he, he's just a... He has his own humor, and it's mad funny, and... uh I don't know. Yeah, it's cool. He's a good judge, and it's fun to hang out with him. He's a good judge because that's what I wonder. He seems like a bit of a critic at times where I'm like, I wonder what he's thinking over there. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's funny because everyone kind of has their own, like, I'm a manual type dude and ledges, and he's like a gnarly handrail guy. True. Like, you know, yeah. so it's, it's so you trip out sometimes when you know people and you, you like, you just know them as a friend, but you're like, dude, you're a really gnarly skateboarder. Yeah. But like, you know what I mean? Totally. Like, I trip out on that, like, a lot of my friends, to be honest, but it's pretty cool. And you got Mike Moe. Who, who are all the judges for that? Matter? For this for this stop, it was Mike Moe, um, myself, Scott Path, which is Big Cat from uh, oh, yeah. Deer Deck Show. Yeah, that's who that was. I was trying yeah. to figure that out. I was looking at He's looking a good, he's a re- he still skates, but, like, his footage when me and him were coming up together, like, is pretty incredible. And then uh, Davis Torgerson. Yeah, so it's us five. Yeah, it's cool. Solid. I'm, yeah. a, I'm a big Mike Mo fan, so just to hang out with him in general was always is cool too. Mm-hmm. Same yeah. judges for all three. Is there three street leagues? Um, so I didn't get a chance to do the last one because I was at the Olympics. Wow. But I don't know. They might be switching them every now and then because I think going in the next year they're gonna have, I think eight stops, and Ooh. I think it's kind of like they kind of need to rotate it because not See everyone who's could, available. Yeah, because yeah. that's that's a lot, you know. Eight's a big commitment. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, let's run it back to the the arc of your career a little bit. And I know you grew up uh, in Laguna Beach, Laguna Hills, Laguna Hills. Yeah, sorry. yeah. yeah. I <laughs> always correct, correct well, you on the keeping. Well, correct. I always say that because if you're like if we're out here and I'm like if someone's like hey where are you from I'm like Laguna Beach because they're not going to know where Laguna Hills is. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's like right, it's they're connected basically. Yeah. So sorry. Yeah. All good. Yeah. No, uh, but I know that. Yeah. Well, who's your first sponsor, and how did how did you get sponsored? Let's get into that. Uh, my first sponsor was uh, a skate shop called Jay's Board Shop right down the street from my house, and 
I remember like uh, these guys are my friends to this day still, which is pretty rad. But my friend Vince Domingo, who was the LRG team manager before Tyrone. And they're, they're, oh, yeah, it's funny because Tyrone and Vince are like best friends. Then mm-hmm. I met them when I was young. Vince was like, yeah, I'll take you like uh, come skating with us. And it was a randomly this one of my neighbors. That I didn't even know lived like up around the corner, had the skate park in his backyard, which is that's that was not heard of back then. Like, well, he had like a ledge in a, in a flat bar. He's like, cool, we're going to go skate this guy's house. Let's go. And I skated, and I never did, like, I was doing, like, crook shove-its, and, like, I wasn't that good. But, I don't know, I did, like, 50-50 kickflip out, and, like, whatever, you know, maybe a back tail shove. And um, he dropped me off after. It was a fun day of skating at the, and he's like, yeah, you're you're on the team, dude. I'm going to put you on the team. Oh, I ran in the house. Mom was sleeping. She was literally sleeping. I ran, Mom, I got sponsored. <laughs> ah, I woke her up, and she was like, oh, that's awesome. That's great. But um, that's literally your goal when you're a kid is just to be able to say, I'm sponsored. I'm sponsored. Dude, like it doesn't it. even matter by who. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. You go into when you go to like I'm going to junior high and I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm sponsored. sponsored. Dude, <laughs> like, and that was like you know for all of us as kids that was like pretty insane. You know, like we were all trying to get there. There was another shop called Stealing Boards that was right across from the skate park that uh, I grew up skating in Laguna Hills. And I never actually randomly Ronnie Bertino worked there, who's like an old uh, legendary like pro for Plan B back in the day. It's random, but uh, my friends were like. Ride for them, and then my other friends ride for Sticks, where Anthony Van England worked randomly back in the day. And then I just Jay's was right there, so I kind of would just go there every day. But yeah, no, it was it was, it was cool, and that kind of started my friendship with all my friends back home. You know, did you ever have a sponsor me tape? I did. So my and then I got sponsored. I they hooked me. You know, you know how it goes. Like you, you get shop sponsor, and then like they kind of send your tape out to the reps. And was this a was this a DVD or was this a no? Tape? This is tape. VHS. This, this is VHS. VHS tape. Okay. Yeah. That, that, that dates you. That yeah. Dates you. yeah. I had made a few of those, and I just wasn't there. Like the talent wasn't there, but I was like psyched. You know what I mean? But I could see myself. But I remember when I was seventeen, something clicked in my head that like I was really scared to jump down rails or gaps. Just never happened. And I was just too scared. And I was just skate ledges and manual pads. Something clicked. I like, I really, something, somewhat, I've, maybe it was Brian Winning's part, or it was just that era, I think, where like I saw really dope dudes that I connected with, like manual dudes and ledge guys that would jump down big shit. I was like, that looks, they make it look fun to me, you know? So then I started skating gaps. And then um, I got, I sent, so I ended up getting a ride for a company called Sugar Sports, which is a smaller brand um, in Santa Monica. And then from there, I got I started skating with Chris Robertson, but he doesn't. Re- he he says he doesn't remember knowing me back then. But I'd be around. Most of skate with this guy Robbie McKinley. Oh yeah, uh, Robert. Yeah, yeah, super sick dude. One of my favorite skaters growing up, and he kind of gave me some. You know, he, he kind of helped me out like a little coach, I guess you would say. He's like, "Hey, dude, like I know you want to kind of go further. It's like maybe you should." And they're like all friends. He's friends with a guy that runs Sugar Sports. He's like, maybe you should kind of like think about who you really want to ride for, you know? And I was like, and he got hooked me up with DC at that time too. So I kind of just listened to him, but also kind of understood. And then I saw, I got a box from shorties and I got a box from aesthetics. Um, Cause my friend Tony Nguyen skated for shorties. Mm-hmm. So he got me, but there was no really interest at shorties from them looking at me. There was some interest, I guess, from the team manager at aesthetics. And then I, all I really wanted to do was send my stuff to expedition on a random note, it was funny talking to Mike Mo about this the other day. I don't know if you guys dealt with this. I mean, you, I mean, you're you're insane snowboard. I don't know how like like I looked at like Girl and Chocolate and like Alien Workshop as like the shit. 
And it was almost like they were so good and they were so dope. I didn't even want to send my sponsor me tape to him because I just know I wouldn't, I couldn't hang with those untouchable. dudes. Untouchable. Like it was like untouchable. Yeah. But I'm not saying Expedition was, oh, that's easy. I'll do that. I actually related to Expedition. Mm-hmm. I was like, I love those skaters. And there was some connect that someone uh, gave my sponsor me tape. The guys at Jay's gave my tape to this guy, Eli, that does gold wheels. And mm-hmm. they had just started doing KO at that point, which Expedition was involved. He kind of gave me a good connect there. And then, um, I sent like four sponsor me tapes to Expedition and then funny story. Uh well, real quick, Troy Morgan called me back. I sent the fourth one. Troy called me the next day. Okay. He's sick. like, Hey, come down to KO and I want to give you boards. And I was like, Fuck yes, dude. I've been trying fucking three years. Like, let's go. I go down there. They basically I mean met Ryan Gallant that same yep. day. And Ryan, like, I guess said something to Troy. He's like, Oh, he's got a nice kickflip. I'm down to put him on. Like it wasn't even like it was kind of just happened right there. Mm-hmm. So I hang out with Shannon Jinguanian, who's like one of the pros and owners yep. of it back then. Shanny? Yeah, yeah, love him, dude. So a good friend. But I haven't seen him for a while. Shout out to Shanny. We'll give him a little air. <laughs> uh, we're all like looking through this tapes of like all the sponsor me tapes that he has. And, and I found one of mine in there. And we put it in. I'm like, oh, let's watch it. I don't remember which one this was. And I put it in. It was a Mike Tyson fight. Just recorded over it. <laughs> <laughs> Someone recorded yeah. over your chair. I was like, dude, what the fuck? He's like, you didn't... <laughs> Just kind of trying to find something to record the fight with. The yeah. young kids don't. The young kids don't even don't even know about that struggle. But yeah, yeah. yeah dude, it was recorded over the <laughs> ah, sponsor tape. Boom. Yeah, yeah fuck that. That's dude. sick. You had the persistence to send them three or four different ones. Yeah, no, I it was. It was a fun process just to go skate with your friends and kind of. And then I started to really push myself. Um, I still have had a. I pushed myself back. Like I don't know. I was never. I didn't want to get too gnarly. It skate big shit, but I pushed myself to. Sidebar on some skate nerd stuff. Uh, the expedition video alone. Yeah. God, that video is incredible. Super what, sick. So, what time period is that in relation to alone? So that's like a right after. So that. that just come out. It came out. I think the next. I remember going to that premiere. Yeah. I went to go went to that premiere in Boston. It was insane. Oh really? Yeah, that's was Ryan, like hometown hero. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yep. I went to the one in Encinitas. Um, and then the next year is when I got on. Yeah. But that's when I kind of really fell in love with it. And mm-hmm. the, when Stefan Janowski was on there mm-hmm. and I, I loved it when Beeble was on there back mm-hmm. in the day too. That was sick. Remember those interlock boards? Oh yeah. You, you I tighten the hardware from the bottom. It was like a snowboard, but upside down where you just tighten it from the bottom. They never took off though. Yeah. It was a good, it's a good idea. Just, I think I couldn't look at my board without seeing the bolts. On top, yeah, right. You, you just rip I mean? over the bolts. Like yeah, I yeah, tried it a few times, point. and there was only a certain shape I think they made, like in the in the size. I was like, I can't do it. Like I mm-hmm. couldn't. I would do three six lifts, and it felt mm-hmm. weird. So mental um, block. On it was that. a mental block. Yeah, but totally. Shanny loved them, dude. I remember my threaded my Allen key. Like I threaded the thing where I fucked it up. I and I got my truck stuck on my skateboard when I was a kid. I oh, fucking yeah? had to like <laughs> take it to the garage and like take oh, a hammer shit. and pry the shit off. But I want to go back to what you were talking about earlier. You know, sending VHS sponsor me tapes. Now, I feel like nowadays, if you look at if you look at skateboarding, you kind of you know Instagram, take it or leave it. But you can kind of choose your own adventure. You can kind of create your own destiny with Instagram, right? Yes, for like, sure. If you, you if you're good enough and your clips are psycho enough and they rise to the top of the the feed, so to speak, like yeah. you're, you'll be seen and noticed. And I thought it was cool, like uh, seeing the new generation kind of come up and. One of my favorites, one that kind of blew up, uh, was that his name is Versace Plug on Instagram. Yeah, yeah. Um, his name is Hune, I think yeah, you would yeah. say. I've, I mean, he, I I saw him on Instagram when I was starting to do expedition stuff. I was like, 
this kid is sick. Like he made me stoked to go skate. So it was like, yeah, it was like kind of a cool thing to find. It was like he wasn't even sending me footage. I found him. But that's how, you know, that's how things go sometimes. But I was like, I hit him up like, yo, I want to put you on expedition. You want some board? He's like, fuck yeah, let's do that. Mm-hmm. So it's, yeah, it's definitely interesting. Like YouTube is a whole different platform. Mm-hmm. And there's like people making like skateboarders doing things that are like not even in the skate industry, but they're like creating their own little thing on their own YouTube channel. It's totally. Wild. Yeah. Yeah. Whole separate, separate world over there. We yeah. see that in our yeah, sport too. There's, there's guys that aren't necessarily in industry, but they're just dominating YouTube. In That's a way. wild. Like right? they can't get like the core shitty word to use, but like core sponsors, but they're like getting hundreds of thousands of views on them. Totally. Riding the snowboard. Do you guys, do you, are you guys kind of welcoming them in? Yeah, to, yeah, absolutely. Okay, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. I mean, we're, we've, we've had to kind of like take that like hater in us and, and kind of like, here this is our deal with our show it's like yeah. hey you you snowboard like you want to you like it come on into the conversation yeah, come on, come in, on over yeah, like, yeah. And, and the way i see it is like you need your core hater that is like niche that's like the cool guy club you yeah. need the cool guy club yeah. you need the you need the like guy that's gonna go split board that's like really earthy you need the youtuber guy like they all make it work that's yeah. my theory and, yeah. but you know what's your thoughts on all that stuff i mean i think it's cool too i love people when they do it their own way dude i mean mm-hmm. i didn't i'm not saying that i did it like that but um i mean i got when i started working for Soltech and stuff it was basically I got, I turned pro and everything later on in life because of social media. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, I was just like, fuck, I'm going to post everything on Instagram because I was over listening to people tell me, Oh, I need this. I was, I wasn't, you should re- rewind that back and explain the arc of your career to that more. Just to okay. build that up. Cause so, that's really interesting. I think. Yeah. I think I, I, I grew up in that, in, in that time frame where it was like thrasher trans world, get photos and magazines and video parts. That was it. A big fan of that. But over time, the barracks started to come around when it started, and I was like, this is sick. Because I never had, I don't relate the barracks to, it's not like Pier 7, like, but in my brain, it was something kind of like that, because I never had that spot where I could go and film and just sit there all day and do stuff. And that was like, and then you're getting exposure from that. And so people come up to me now, and they're like, cool, that's, dude, I grew up watching the barracks, dude. Like, I saw Jaden Smith on the streets, you know, Will Smith's son, mm-hmm. and he's like, Kelly! I was like, what the fuck? Like, <laughs> like he was unreal. Yeah. He's like, dude, I grew up watching the barracks, dude. Like, and I was. Did like, you recognize him right away? Yeah, yeah. I was just kind of like, oh, but I didn't. I wasn't gonna be like, yo, what's up, dude? Yeah. Like, you know, he's getting hounded by people. Oh, I bet. Um, but I, so I basically started, you know, putting stuff out in the barracks, and I think back then when you're the core skater, especially the companies, they're seeing this happen, and they're kind of like not accepting that. They don't want that, but then they're kind of like kind of want that at the same time, you know? They're like, oh, we want you to be in Transworld and Thrasher. But I'm like, no, I want to be in, in the barracks, like a video. Like I, if I'm posting, I'm on video content, there's no other platforms doing that where you can just be out and just, you know, do stuff more of that way. So I kind of went that route because I had more fun doing it. And then I started posting a lot of like social media stuff. And I think that the companies weren't really, they didn't understand that yet. And I wasn't like a big pro or anything. I wasn't pro at all. So you're on, you're on, uh, expedition. At I was point. on expedition, yep. uh, LRG and I was flow for S, but I was getting paid a little bit. You know what I mean? They were helping me out. How much bisque we talking here? <laughs> <laughs> dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, back then dude, for flow, I thought it was a cool deal. Actually for being flow I was getting 500 bucks a month. There we go. Yeah. <laughs> See, that's like for a float deal. Like yeah, usually people deal. just get yeah. nothing. Yeah, yeah, just flow. Yeah, no they cash. just get some <laughs> shoes or whatever. Mm-hmm. 
But yeah, so yeah, it's 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 this new wave of how you can get yourself noticed and I think what the what the company's plans were was they had their way they wanted to do it and then I just kind of didn't want to. And I to be honest, I don't know, I don't think I could have done it the way they wanted to do it. You know, they're like, hey, we want a video part and that it was there was a point in my life where it was just really hard for me to do that. Um there's just life was going on and but I really just wanted to do it at my own time. And that's something a company probably is like, What the hell? Like no, like, you know how it goes. Like, you need, like, an ad. You're like, hey, I need an ad by this. But, like, I just kind of wasn't that way. I don't know. I don't know why. Maybe it was hard to deal with. But Did you treat a- it as a job? What was your I mentality? Think, how would you approach, like, your I guess, career in air quotes? Dude, I didn't treat it like, I just, I floated by, dude. I just, if it, if it worked out, it worked out. And if it didn't, it didn't, you know? I wasn't like, oh, I need to go clips today and then film the video part. But then, like, dude, I'd, if I had a video part, dude, like, the LRG video, I'd, didn't have that much footage for it. And it, I had all this footage from KO that I had had. And they were just like, yeah, just use that footage in the LRG video. And then I remember Tyrone being like, dude, you're not even going to have a part in this video. Last minute, I just send over all this footage. And he's like, <laughs> oh, shit. And he was all, I was like, fuck, I thought, I didn't think you were going to have a part in the video, bro. And I was like, yeah, I've been filming. I just do it on my own, you know? Like, I just do it. On my, I'm in San Diego at that point. I was like, I'm just going to go wherever I'm going. I'm going to go. I don't, I don't, I'm not a good, I don't stack a lot of footage on like filming trips. I would stack if I went to China, different deal. That's a whole different beast. Yeah, so I couldn't I, I just kind of fell in I was just in my own planet and I kinda just wanted to do it the way I wanted to do it. And it's a little stubborn, but it wasn't like I was like, screw you, I'm not doing that. I just really thought this was something new and I wanted to, to work with it. And so I got let go of all of my companies that I wrote for. And I was like literally I remember the month or no, the year of two thousand fourteen, I think I made six thousand dollars the whole year. Like, Damn. yeah, like, dude, like, it not was good. Best. Yeah. That's like, best. That that was super, right no. there. And as like a 29 year old dude about to turn 30, that was really challenging to like, what am I doing? And like, what thing I love my whole life. And it, when I thought of that as a job, it just wasn't as fun, but I was like, cool. I'm going to, now I have no one asking me for anything. I'm going to go do it myself. And so I started posting on Instagram like crazy. And then Don Brown, um, they were thinking Give about him an air horn. Yeah. Love Don Brown, dude. Uh, he's my boss and he's one of my great friends. And he's just one of, it's an honor to work with that dude every day. Um, he was bringing back S and he was like, and I lived right down the street from Soltech, basically, you know, like a 10 minute drive. And he was, he was like, Hey, I just want to let you know, I would always post shoes on my Instagram. It's like, I love skate shoes. It's my shit. And he's like, yeah, I want to give you some shoes. And I, he gave me some and I was posting them and I was getting shoes from Nike at that time. Just flow from scuba. And then uh, I kind of just started working with Don and he like asked for some, like what I thought on certain things. And he started bringing me around halfway through the year. He's the one that paid me $6,000. He gave me a thousand dollars a month uh, to just help out and whatever. And then in 2015 was when I got hired, officially hired. And then uh, that's when my, that was the funnest time in my whole skate career. You were the S team manager. I was a team manager and I didn't had no board with no sponsor. At that point too, I was writing a, Chico Brenes has a company called, or had a company called Central. Mm-hmm. Awesome company. It was super fun. Like just, to, I mean, I've known Chico for a long time through LRG stuff. He turned me pro when I was 30. And it was mainly me just like filming uh, my story and posting on my Instagram. Mm-hmm. And man, I, I didn't drink for 10 months. And I swear, if you don't, if you do that and just, I remember, actually, you know what you asked or on your Patreon, you asked like, what was the best advice ever given to you? Lee DuPont, I told him this the other day. He's a filmer. Um, he was like, 
Kelly, if you just take a year out of your life and just focus on skating, like fuck everything else. Don't party. Don't whatever, dude, whatever it is, just skate and focus on skating for a year. It'll change your life. I did that for when I turned 30 years old and it changed my life. Not even kidding. That's sick to do at 30. Too. Yeah. That's so rad. And I was like, I was so healthy at that point. Like, uh, and my body just felt good. And I don't know. I was just started doing things I never thought I could do. And I, yeah, it was so weird. And then, uh, I just never a big moment for me too. was like skating at Jaquan one day. It was actually on Easter and Jaquan's a spot in LA where it's just like packed with skaters on Sundays. Marble ledges. Yeah. It's like granite marble ledges and like, Kalis was there, and I'm a huge fan of Kalis. And we're skating, we're talking, and he's like, yo, you should fake your tray over this thing. And I was like, "That's those are the big blocks they have there, and it's like, yep. if you do a trick over that, it's like hard. And I was like, I don't think I could do that. And he's like, bro, you got fake your tray on that. And like he, the fact that Josh Kalis was telling me this, and I'm a, still a super fan, kind of like I kind of got out of my own element and like started trying it and it just worked out. And I think my eyes started to open up. I was like, what? Why was I acting like that when I was younger? I put, I really did not push myself to, to do that type of stuff. You know what I mean? Like I was really close minded, I guess, trick wise. But that was a big thing for me too. It was like that moment Josh posted it and then people started posting it everywhere. And it was like this new way of like getting your name out there. Mm-hmm. Like you're getting your name spread out there by your peers. You know what I mean? Your favorite skaters. Oh, man. And there's also something to be said, too, in doing it on your own terms. Because, you know, I think that as a, if, you're, if you're a sponsored athlete or if you're a pro, you know, you're, a lot of times I feel like you're doing what you should be doing. Like, yeah. oh, like my other guys on my team are skating the big set. They're grinding the 15 stair. Like, I should be doing that. And there's, like, mental anguish where it's like it all goes back to, I think, too, when you're having fun it all seems to work out too. When you're like enjoying yourself on your skateboard, yeah. you're, you can, you can have more fun. But if you're like kind of putting pressure on yourself and, and doing other, you know, you, you don't always reach your potential when you're like forcing it or something. I don't know if that's yeah, I think having the job had me like, I was focused on the job. Yeah. And so I wasn't like, when I would skate, it was this. Yeah. No, like I, golf or something. Yeah. It was like, like, cool. I can just go skate all day. And I was like, I don't know. It just felt that point in my life felt really, really good. Um, and I'm glad that's probably like my happiest moment, I would say, or year was just that. Just to like, and I got my first board. Like, she yeah, goes, you got your name on a board. Got my name on a board. I was like crying and shit. I'm like, everyone does that. A lot of people cry when they get the first board. It's like really emotional. But for me, it, I, I could, I was just, I put it at such a high pedestal and it was 30 years old, dude. You know what I mean? Like, it was, I've been dreaming about it since I was like 15. So, 15, imagine that, like, working for it. Like, one, and then, like, they brought it to me to dinner one night and I was just like, wow. This I I just couldn't believe it, you know. Was it but, rare to get a bird at, board at thirty? I think it was very rare. Like it's funny we talk about the older dudes. Um, they're like, yeah, back in the day, you were, when you were done when you were twenty one years old. Like so to get a board at thirty. I know times have obviously changed, but yeah, at thirty, it just I just I put it past me like I was never going to get one. Yeah, you know, and like people call me the man am or whatever, and I and it like I didn't even try like you know what I mean. I wasn't like going so, getting thrasher coverage. So the, and then so then you you fakey tray over the the rectangle the big block and yeah. then and then right after that you got the trick of the year right the at the courthouse yeah the fakey tray the fakey mail yeah. yeah that was like I don't know how I look back at the fakey trays were feeling good at that point in your life yeah I always liked that trick because mm-hmm. it was like kind of like a powerhouse trick mm-hmm. where like fake fakey to me like fakey flips and like half calf flips and fake like always was just seemed like powerful trick right. Mm-hmm. 
And the fakey train on that, I didn't think it was possible. Mm-hmm. I don't. I still don't know really understand. I understand how I did it, but like, I'm like, dude, I had to be on it. Like, <laughs> I was so on it. Mm-hmm. And the funny part was, was that uh, I didn't drink for the ten months. I turned pro, and I skated this contest at the courthouse, and I got second place. I'm not even a contest, dude. It was a manual contest, so it's different, I guess. That night, I got drunk with all my friends. It was like my birthday. You know what I mean? It was like my birthday week. And then the week later, I did that. It was just like kind of just, I I don't know, it was unreal to me. And then I remember I did it, and I wasn't planning on even trying that trick. I just went there to skate to meet up with, like, homie Steve Vanasco, and I went to give him some shoes uh, that we retroed, the Sal 23, and I gave him some. And he's like, dude, you should try that. And I was like, that's insane. Have you, had you made it up without Manny in it all? Or no. Just, no I, not, not even I, had, I had like randomly tried it maybe before to see if I can even flip the board onto yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. But it never worked. Mm-hmm. It wasn't me. I, I looked ridiculous. Every time it. you get stuffed, you look like you feel like a complete idiot. I mean, yeah, no, I make got up. rejected. Yeah, basically. Rejected. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, you're just getting like, it's super rejected every single time. Mm-hmm. But then there was a point where I figured out there was something I was doing wrong. I was like, man, if I just pop earlier and go faster... The nose rotates earlier, and then and then you could pull it up, and then you get in there. And I I fake you trade up it, and I was like, I'm done. I don't need to do anything else. That was hard. I can't believe I just did that, you know. And then he was like, No, you got to do it. And I I got into one, and I fell forward, and I was like, Oh, I can do this. I don't. And I was like this weird. Uh, I was like I, I felt like I was like. Uh, Rudy or something like that. Like, you know what I mean? It's <laughs> a great analogy. That's yeah. awesome. Like, yeah. I've been trying my whole life for yeah. this moment. It's a Rudy like, moment. Yeah. <laughs> <a> Rudy moment. <laughs> like, that song. Dude, I trip out. I watch that uh, that scene sometimes. Mm-hmm. You know, in the movie when he's playing. Do you, do you, do you uh, get break into tears? Like, so I have, yeah, for you, sure. That's a tearjerker. I, I, I get emotional for things like that yeah. because of, like, the underdogs that really pull through, yeah. like, and do their thing at the end. But um, I wasn't thinking about that that moment. <laughs> <laughs> Throwing your board down. This is my fucking Rudy <laughs> moment. Let's go. Yeah, but it was like, it was honestly. I look back at it, and it was like my whole life was building up to that moment. Almost, it mm-hmm. felt like because it was like I had dreamt about doing mm-hmm. something. Almost sounds like more like an Eminem Eight Mile kind of mm-hmm. mom spaghetti moment. Mom spaghetti. Well. Uh, weird enough, I haven't seen that movie. Oh, like, you've never seen what? Eight Miles? Yeah, I, I, I haven't. My friend Tyrone makes fun of me all the time. I haven't seen. <laughs> I haven't seen a lot of movies. <laughs> It's a like, good one. Yeah, yeah. I think I'm, I can't remember, but... Uh, Sorry to interrupt you. Yeah, so you're, no, you're, you're saying it was kind of weird uh, as it was happening. You were kind of getting into something. Yeah, like no, and like, uh, I, I was just in this moment, and then I kind of, when I got into it and I held it, I, you could see in the footage, I'm like squatting, dude. I'm like barely even like on it, because it was hard to like get myself up, but I was like, I'm not letting this go. Mm-hmm. And I, I think I had... Maybe I didn't manual. I, I thought I got like half. No, I, I think the one I just got in and took it across was the only one I did. But um, yeah, I landed that. And it was like, once I did that, it was like literally everything I'd built my whole, like I want this, if I could have one trick in the world, like it would be like a dream trick. It would be that trick. And I was like, it's not, but it's not even possible. And I did it and at that moment. I, you see me when I landed, I'm like, I'm sweaty as shit. And I'm just like, I can't, am I, when I'm doing it, my it was uh, beanie was so sweaty that it was like folding down a little bit. You know what? It folds mm-hmm, down, mm-hmm. and you could, it's like right here in my eyes. <laughs> and I'm just like, I, I landed. I was like, I'm, I'm taking this down, dude. And uh, yeah, I landed, and I was like, I remember doing it, and my friend filmed it on the iPhone. And, that was, and Roger's like, first off, actually, I did it, and I didn't tell anybody. Like, there was a couple people there, and I was like, okay, I'm gonna hold on to this one. My friend, he first he acted like, oh, I didn't get it. And I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> 
And he's like, no, I got it, I got it. I'm kidding, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. I fucking almost shit my pants, dude. I was like, dude, get the fuck out of here. That would suck. That would be... But yeah. right, and actually, there was another... No uh, one would believe you. Yeah, dude. <laughs> the fish dude, that, that got away. Fake you, Jay, Like, yeah, bullshit, where's the clip? <laughs> yeah, but no, I just did it. <laughs> that would be terrible. Yeah. There's only iPhone footage of that? So there was another dude there. I'm sorry, I can't remember his name, but um, it was a Brazilian dude, and he was filming Long Lens. And I didn't ask him to film it. Watch, I don't really care, but he filmed it. That's I, dope. I think I posted it somewhere on the line, but yeah, I'm glad he filmed that too. Yeah. I remember I I got it and I was like, I'm not, uh, what do I do with this? Like, that was like, <laughs> <laughs> like I'm a team manager. Yeah, I'm like, like, just went pro. I'm like, yeah. do, I just, do I just post this or whatever? And it, it was, yeah, I just didn't know where to. And then, so I texted Don Brown. And I said, he's like, holy shit, dude. I was like, fuck, all right, cool. So I don't tell anyone. I go home, Roger's there. I don't say one, like, I talk to Roger, but I don't tell him I did it. Um, then I get phone, start getting phone calls. They're like, Tyrone called me and fucking Spanish Mike hit me up. And they're like, you're fucking crazy, dude. And I was kind of like, how did you guys find out? <laughs> like Peacock, Brian Peacock hit me up. And I was just kind of like, dude, people are hearing about this. So I, I hit up Tony Vitello at Thrasher and I was like, hey, dude, um, I know I, I got this clip the other day. I don't know if you're down to post it at all because Thrasher would always post like w some skating, whatever, here and there. I mean, not obviously they're posting skating here and there, but they would take like if someone sent him a clip that they liked, they'd be like throw it up on their on their Instagram, right? And he's like, fuck yeah, dude, we'll post <laughs> that shit. I was like, hey, would you mind? And it was kind of worked out perfect. We had this thing going on with the Sal 23 that was launched like that weekend. So I was like, cool, if I'm wearing the shoes, he posts it. I'm like, could you do me a favor and tag S in Central? And he's like, I normally wouldn't do that, but I got you on this. You know what I mean? He was really nice to do that. And uh, he, they posted on Thrasher, and then that was like a crazy moment. When, when I remember when they posted, it was like 7 o'clock or something, and I was at Jaquan, and people were like, yo, what the fuck? They're like, yo. They were like all giving me like, it was like this, it was a weird moment. It was like I finally turned pro. Jamie Thomas saw me like a few weeks later. And he was like, that moment seeing that was like you turning pro. Like your official, like everyone around the world kind of, Kelly Hart, oh dude, he did it. Like that's mm -hmm. the one thing maybe, I don't know. I just thought that was really cool. And um, like Guy Mariano texting me, Josh Kalis reposting it. Everyone, rep at that time, there was no story. So people were doing hard posts yeah. all the time. So it started getting hard posted by everyone, like my favorite skaters, like Mark Appiard, Josh Kalis. Um, dude, and then my, my Instagram shut down. I couldn't log in. You broke my, the internet? I bro it literally, like it literally <laughs> wouldn't let me sign into my Instagram so on my phone. too much action. It was insane. Like my phone, I got like, I got, <laughs> we're talking about Raisa earlier. She got like 6 million followers. I'm like, I got 5,000 followers. <laughs> <laughs> Back then, that was a lot. That was that a lot. Big. That is a lot. Yeah, I, maybe got more. I don't know. But, like, just imagine what her phone, like, blows up. Oh, God, yeah. yeah. Jesus. She, she must get locked out of her phone all the time. <laughs> <laughs> but that yeah, that was that was cool. And I was, like, I thought it was just kind of, I don't know, to get the recognition from my mm. peers and my favorite skaters. I think that's kind of what everyone kind of wants, you know? Yeah, you're it's right. Like, you that know, is that, what you're looking for. Like, you don't just want money. You want, like, respect from the, your people that you respect. You know mm. what I mean? So... Thought that was really cool. That was a big, big moment in my life, and like I could gladly say I skated for all this long, and like I have that. One. I'm like, got yeah. that one under my belt, and I, I'm stoked to do it. You know what I mean? And what did you? So when you win the trick of the year, you guys do those cool commercials. Those are awesome. But what did you guys win some money too? Or I think at that point they say they give ten thousand dollars away, but at that point it was like 
It was the first one. And first off, I was a, I just got asked to be judged that year. So and then because I was like, oh yeah, I'm not skating anymore. I'm just a team manager. So like perfect, you could be great. I actually filled Robbie McKinley's fucking judging spot. Mm-hmm. Um, you'd be perfect for judge. And I was like, yeah, I'm down. Like sounds good. Um, I was like, do you guys? Is it is it weird that I work for Soltech? Like, is it conflict of interest? If I'm judging, they're like, no, it's all good. Skate shit, dude. It's all, yeah. If you work for Nike, it might be a little different. You know what I mean? But uh, like, they were having the judges judge who's going to win trick of the year. Oh, got it. Yeah. And then they're like, what the fuck are you doing? Like, you're like, you're a judge. Like, and I was, so I had to like, kind of just like, I entered it and I was like, oh, I'm down. I'm putting this in there. Um, and you were a judge. That and I was year. a judge. Yeah. <laughs> so I was kind of like respectfully like bowed out on like being a judge on that, on that yep. part. Um, I had no idea I was going to win. And then they surprised me and, or like I got the notification. I was like, wow, this is insane. But, uh, that's gotta it, be a big deal. It was cool. It was, it was the first time it happened. It was just kind of, and then people, it, it is a cool thing, right? Yeah. Like it's a good, it's a kind of a cool contest. Yeah. I was very stoked to be a part of it. And like, uh, at that point it was like, either you get $5,000 or you get from, I think California skate parks would build you something for $10,000. It was like, you get those two options. And I was like, I'll definitely make the $5,000. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, um, Good call. yeah. And then, uh, yeah. And then we started doing those commercials and it's fun with street league. Um, a lot of my friends actually work there. So it's not like I'm doing these random commercials with people I don't know. It's like Daniel Duarte. Oh, LRG. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, his, his brother. So Daniel worked at LRG too. Oh, that's yeah. right. But did you get the chance? Yeah, his brother was a team manager, Jesse. That's right. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Um. So Daniel, it's just fun to work with him, and he's got a really good eye for. And he's funny as hell. So like, he's really good eye of like putting things together. And I think we started doing those. I was like, oh, this could be a thing. It's fun, you know. It's mm-hmm. just fun to do and whatever. Yeah. But the first one we did, I never. We did it at um, Drama's house. You know, he's uh, yep. he's got a podcast and everything. He yep. was on Deer Deck Show. Uh, we did it. He let us do it at his house. And that was a fun one to do. And people were stoked on it. But I remember Malto hitting up Duarte. He was like, hey, dude. He's like, who's Kelly's contractor? For- <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, it's definitely not my house, dude. <laughs> it's like yeah. a ridiculous house. Drama's yeah. house is probably so they pretty make insane. These, these commercials, if you're unfamiliar, where he basically is just like, He's like, I won trick of the year last year, like, and he's balling. He's got all this money. He's in a mansion. Oh, like, look you. at everything changed for me. And so, yeah. kind of like, you get a, I don't know if you get out of a limo or something. What is it? I had a limo, yeah. and then I just it's a different one every time. And then mm-hmm. the latest, I think the one that was last year was my favorite because I just did it. What it was like quarantine or like whatever, like COVID situation. Just did it at my homie's house. He's got a really nice house down the street, and he's got a Porsche. And Duarte brought his Porsche, and we got a DeLorean to come. And it was just like, we just kind of made it happen with like three people, you know? And it's just fun what you can do with your friends of just mm-hmm. that are ta- like, that's some talent right there with, with Duarte, you know what yeah. I mean? So it's just cool to him. I don't know. Absolutely. I want to run back to just team manager talk a little bit because I think that's pretty interesting. You're the TM for, at, well, a bunch of brands, but let's just talk about S specifically because I've seen yeah. you at Soltech because 32 uh, is a Soltech brand as well in Etnies. Yep. Um, and so. You know, when I look at the team, it's, it's everybody on their fit. Like it's, it's like kind of fresh dudes for lack of a better word. You know, um, it just kind of, it just kind of works. Like everybody's got the right flavor. It fills a perfect little niche in the, in the industry. They look right in the shoes. Like, how do you go about picking a team as a team manager? I kind of look at it the same way I went through it where I, only companies I work for and ride for is like I really like them or love them, you know. But I grew up 
writing first, but I loved S and DC. I love DC too. Those two shoe brands, but S means something really special to me. And when I look for writers, I, I or I just, if they're down or not, you know what I mean? Like somebody like, Oh, how much are you going to offer me? It's like some, like, you know, the great example is TJ Rogers. Lately he's, he's on fire. Dude. Yeah. And a while back he's like, yo, I'm down to skate some shoes. I don't know. And I was like, Hey, honestly, I, I don't really have anything for you. If you're expecting something, he's like, dude, I just want to skate the shoe. It's it. Like, you know, so I started sending him shoes and I, I had nothing planned for him. And then he just kind of developed, he started, you know, he just, he, he loves, I could tell he loved it and he put it in his work and we're like, I'm like, dude, I got to put, I just have to put this dude on now. Mm-hmm. Even two years, two years, if I would have told you two years ago, I was going to put TJ Rogers on the team. I, I would never have thought that, but he is works so hard and he skates so well and he just fits, wears his shoes and looks good that I got, we just, I decided to make it happen. But that's kind of like Wade Disarm, a good friend of mine. He's like kind of a legend in my eyes. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Like, and I've known him, me and him came up together. We're both like the same age and for KO and he was super down to ride for us right away. Like, you know what I mean? Like not a, no money right now. Like just giving the shoes. I want to try them out. And I was like, dude, this, and he was like kind of, on a comeback as well, I feel like I want to call it, I want to call it a comeback, but he started like just skating really fucking good and posting shit and having video parts. I was like, this could work. You know what I mean? Dude, um, he doesn't give you much, but every time he gives you a little morsel of a clip, you're like, oh fuck, that's like a almost an NBD or some crazy shit you never seen. And it's, it's like unreal. he does it beautiful yeah, too. It's a style you're just like, how do you do it that good? Mm-hmm. It's kind of like thinking of like a Gino Iannucci. Yeah. Or Iannucci. Um, I look at it like that, or yeah, you, you get a little here and there and then it makes you really stoked you know mm-hmm. um tom asta like he's just incredible on a skateboard right um yeah schmatty i've known him for a long time Su- like super talented skater mm-hmm. um and it's it's interesting too because everyone's like oh why don't you have a bigger team or this or that whatever i'm like dude it comes down to money too like it's not like we're, we're this huge brand that has money to buy people that's how Nike came in. They came in and they bought people. And, and, and to be honest, like Nike's dope. Like they have dope shoes. But like, remember they tried to come in a few times and people were not having it. And then, so they came in and got the right people. I had to pay them a good amount, you know? And with S, it's just, you know, there's money, but it's like, it's a really passionate brand. And people that like look at it, like they love it, mm-hmm. you know? And so that's kind of, S, there's a lot of love behind that brand. Absolutely. You know? You so. know what's cool too is when I look at, well, uh, a lot of times you look at a team and you're just, there's like kind of a, a random slew of people on the team. You got like a big rail guy and you got like a, you know, in snowboarding too, they just kind of like pick random people. They want to check a box. Friends and, yeah. and put them on a team and you can, it doesn't, it doesn't work. Yeah. It doesn't work, but it's cool. Like when you get them all a, together, you can it, tell it, it almost seems like there's a brand direction or identity or something yeah. like that. That's always well, cool. It's weird because when Nike came in and started doing that, um, and same with Adidas, I'd say mm-hmm. too. And I'm not even, not even knocking them or any way. I'm just saying it became less special because like you're saying, you're like, oh, there's dudes all over the place. But mm-hmm. like, yeah, there's no real, like, they have different types of skaters all over the all of the board, mm-hmm. you know. And I think that was special back in the day, like seeing S in DC. Like there were special dudes, and they all worked like skated together, and they looked dope. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. And now it's just not. It's kind of it's not really there for the bigger brands, but that was a cool thing going through our generation mm-hmm. was seeing that. I'm sure snowboarding, yeah, like yeah, growing yeah. up with that. That's got a great rich history as a footwear brand and yeah all that stuff. It's like there was a, the teams were more focused and special i'd say back mm-hmm. then i think a good one now is like primitive 
they yeah. have like really, really good dudes and they're somewhat similar, but they're all different. Mm-hmm. Right. They, every time yeah. they put somebody on, you're like, that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. So it's pretty cool. But yeah. you got a Patreon, yeah, I got question? a Patreon question along the lines of what we're talking about. Um, this is from Joshua Elliott. What's the in-house relationship like between 32 and the footwear brands at Soltech? Good question. So I haven't been in there in so long. I just work from home. Oh yeah. COVID. Oh, yeah. COVID. COVID times. Um, so I don't really even like there's all everyone works in their own kind of segments, you know what I mean? Like I go in there, I work with Don Brown and maybe the photographer, this guy Sam Olson. Mm-hmm. Give those guys air horns. Is that the yeah. dude who shoots all the sick product stuff? He's a yeah. great uh, and all, the, all the catalogs too. Sam shout out that Sam Olson. Yep. He is He's even like even like uh, Oliver Barton, he was like, Yo, Sam Olson is one of the the best product photographers i've ever seen absolutely and I, he kills it he's sick yeah uh i don't it's it's everything's cool in there i don't really i, I might see things here and there but i don't ever inject in anything i don't mm-hmm. know like i know brian cook like yep. but i i don't give any input because i don't know anything about i'm not yeah. a big inf- i'm not a, that and like I'm, i don't know a lot about snowboarding mm-hmm. i'll say that so but all the other brands cool like you see like that and these dudes in america and the 32 guys and it's cool it's a it's a really good feeling there and it's just it trips me out to work there because i grew up as a writer going in there and you're like whoa this place is crazy and then back then they had like all the warehouses did you go like way oh, yeah. back they had the kickflip machine and yeah like the, dude jump down the stairs there's like a pat like a thing with the impact measuring what thing was on the, the stairs kickflip machine you want to explain the kickflip it was like basically oh, it, was yeah. like, it was like it was like a foot and it and it basically hinged and it would flick a board and they'd put a shoe on it, and I think they f- they would flick the board like a hundred times. Like test, and it was like it a wear yeah, test, shoe. like a wear yeah. test machine. Yeah, yeah, that. that and then was they had nuts. the TF. TF oh was my sick. god! I remember going there just Andrew Reynolds. Like I was there for like a thirty-two thing, and yeah. it was just Reynolds and Jetski. I believe his name is. Is that the what old America team manager or something? I, his name. I don't remember his name, but. Uh, there's a few. <laughs> but of them. I you, can't the remember. guy with the slick back hair, bigger dude. I can't remember his name, but he Jeff uh, Henderson. Yes, okay. I think so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. he. Uh, Basically, just just Reynolds skate in the park, and I'm just like losing my shit, like just s- trying to roll around and like slap and a crooked grind, like and act like everything's cool. <laughs> but anyway, sorry. So that's, yeah. That was cool though, because you can go in there and be like, "Oh, there's Sheckler, there's Reynolds, or mm-hmm. fucking what?" Like you know, like it was crazy to go in there as a kid. Mm-hmm. Um, to go in there now, it's even just as cool. Like just seeing the history of, because they they do a good job when you walk in, you see all like the history of the shoes and stuff mm-hmm. like that. It's really rad. And then it, Pierre. One Great thing, dude. you know, another side side uh, sidebar. If you look at Adidas or you look at Nike, like they're they're pretty giant corporate like entities here. Where you take Etnies, America S thirty two, it's owned by Pierre. Yeah, yeah just Pierre, Pierre is yeah. a skateboarder and a snowboarder at heart. Yeah, still goes, does it, and still like, does, goes to the events now and stuff like yeah. that. Like I saw him at Red. He was I I almost went to the Red Bull one in in Paris. I couldn't mm-hmm. make it. Um, but yeah, I think it's it's cool. What's really rad is that. When I go to work at all the brands that I do, I'm working with a skateboarder and they understand what we're, we're doing. Because sometimes, like, you know, you go to a bigger company, the higher-ups don't understand yeah, they don't what your process is, whatever, you know? So I think that's kind of a cool thing. That's actually an amazing thing that a lot of people don't have. Yeah. Because I hear people that work at certain places, they're like, dude, this sucks. I have to do this. I have to do that like, because of protocols they have. You know, and They have to spend a lot of time just explaining why they're doing what mm-hmm. they're doing. Yeah. That a skateboarder would just get or a snowboarder would get. Totally. And that's the worst. Yeah. Well, I think it's time for a good little segment of the show. Name that video part. Name that video part is presented by the Icon Pass. 
Okay, Buzz, I think we got a big winner coming up. I think you're going to want some season passes. Yes, and you are going to want the Icon Pass. Absolutely. If you want to not lease the Stoke, not rent the Stoke, but own the Stoke, you're going to want an Icon Pass. They got over 45 destinations all over the world. Yes, nine countries and also 15 states in the U.S. And five continents. Shh, heavy. You can go all over with this thing. It's great. And it doesn't matter if you're a good boarder, great boarder, just starting. The Icon Pass is great for all ability levels. Uh, make sure you head on over to IconPass.com and pick up your pass. And uh, I know that the prices go up October 15th, so you're going to want to do it soon. And how much are these bad boys going for, Buzz? They're going for 429 USD for the adult pass. That's a great deal. Again, head on over to IconPass.com to pick up your pass and have a season of Stoke. You'll be the owner of the Stoke. Again, not the leaser, not the renter. You'll be the owner of the Stoke. It's kind of the American dream. Everyone wants to own their own Stoke. Absolutely. Let's get out there and own the Stoke. IconPass.com. So, uh, Kelly, name that video part as a segment of the show for us uh, video nerds. And um, how's your confidence level, 0 through 10? I, I'm nervous, but I feel like 10. Yeah. But like, I'm nervous. I, like yeah, yeah. I like that. <laughs> that might be our first, our first 10. 10. That's our first 10. Like, I, yeah, I'm really, I'm a skate. Is this going to be a skate? Skate. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. I was so about like, Maybe not I, that. I think I should have gone harder on you. I, I, I think it's a little bit. Uh, if he's throwing a 10 out. If he's throwing a 10, I might have blown it. But we yeah. might have a part two after that could be good. Um, <laughs> I could not know it. So, uh, but I'm, I'm okay. usually pretty pro. I'm, that's like, that's what I did as a kid. You know what I mean? Watch skate videos. Yeah. But oh, that song. I remember that. Okay, here we go. Wait. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's all he needed. I was yeah. in that video too. Yeah, so that, that, was, yeah, yeah. Yeah. See, a lot of the a lot of the, the snowbirds we have on, they, like I, I gotta give them like meatballs because Complete they just meatballs. they just they're you know, we wanna make them look good. Oh, by the way, you get you get some. So explain who that is. Oh, Wade Sarmo. It was a guy we were talking about earlier, writes for S and Primitive. But uh, that was from the DGK. I I won that. Yeah, this is what you won. Bomb Are you hole serious? Bombhole <laughs> cooler. So tight, dude. It's filled with bombhole merch. Uh, what? Yeah, dude? you got yourself a uh, bombhole <laughs> mug, some stickers. Dude, I think you got some bombhole shorts. That's probably why you made it easy. Because you want me to you Yeah, want me to we want to give you everyone. Yeah. Everybody wins. Everybody wins. weird. If you just stumped everyone. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it looks like well, you're you, not getting the cooler. You, you would have won this. <laughs> we actually only have one cooler and we yeah. never give it out. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. no, thank you. That's awesome, dude. That's super cool. And then we do a little part two. Uh, this is for the, the listeners. They know the drill. It's a snowboard part, so I'm guessing cool. you'll get it. But uh, they basically, they'll uh, comment on Instagram if they know the answer when your episode comes up. Okay. And they get a chance to win a little prize pack. No coolers. That's only no for the coolers. guests. That's basically, put it next to your trick of the year award. It's yeah, kind of like uh, just as prestigious. So I'm putting some cold ones in there, there too. There you go. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> So that was name that video part. Appreciate you guys playing. We like that little segment of the show because it kind of like it kind of we, we get a lot of messages from people listening. They're like, oh, I went back and I've been watching old videos and stuff yeah. and like kind of preserve the culture of like I still hold on to that like that video part being important. You it know, is. it's it's like. It's important for the culture of the sport in snow and skate, I think. And it shows, like, as a person who you are, you're, you're skateboarding, you know? Well, I have another, uh, kind of along those lines, uh, Scott Stevens. He, you probably met him over at Soltech when we come through with 32 stuff. But uh -huh. um, I asked him for a guest question, and he's a big fan of the Nine Club. Big oh, listener. Oh, sweet. So here he goes. 
Hey, bomb hole. What's up, guys? This is uh, Scott here. I have a question for Kelly. Kelly, um, I grew up on all the foreign ones like yourself. So uh, my question is, what issue was the S South Africa road trip? Thanks, guys. I have a feeling you might know this. Okay, so I think in my head, I for some reason, remember the colors are kind of similar, but I'm gonna. I think it's 27. Wow. I I don't know the correct answer the to be answer. honest with you. <laughs> I think he, it's twenty seven. He didn't give you the answer, huh? I think it's twenty seven. Okay, we just did a little uh, fact check, and uh, Kelly's correct. It was twenty seven. Wow, twenty seven. You got it. Yep. Yeah, we... that's impressive. Yeah, uh, I I watched him so many damn times, you know. And it was like that's when Birdquist drops in with bare, he barefoot drop in on this mm-hmm. ridiculous ramp, and then uh, Krager does nolly hard flip late flip. No, it's just a rad little thing, and. Um, I believe, yeah, Krieger's on there. I want to say Muska's in there. See, yeah, it was student of the game right here. Yeah. So the guy who submitted that question, Scott Stevens, I've known him since I was in high school, and I used to be super into smoking weed when I was in high school. Didn't watch any videos. Kind of thought it was cool to, like, not know anything about snowboarding. I was yeah. like, yeah, I don't fucking know. I just kind of, like, bust moves, you know, whatever. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. And then Scott's like, dude, did you see how he filmed that, like, you know, backlip from the other side of the rail and how it looked, how the thing went over the fisheye. And, and so I started, Scott got me really into like watching videos and then I, it kind of clicked like, Oh, like it's cool to be like, it's cool to know about this. It's yeah. cool to be. A, and, and I, it seems like you had a similar upbringing too, where you just like nerded out on the videos too. Nerded out super hard. And then like, yeah, it's where like looking through magazines and I would be like, who shot that photo? You know what I mean? Like, and you'd be like, Oh, Atiba shot this or whatever. You're like, Oh, that's tight. And then you would, I would go out and be like, Oh, that's Atiba dude. Like, that would shoot the photos. And same with, like, video, too. And, like, like that's how I discovered a lot of music as a kid was, like, seeing, like, the foreign ones, they pop up. I, the first time I heard uh, Mo Money, Mo Problems, uh, Biggie song. Great song. It was in a foreign one chaos. I never had heard that song. But it pops up, and it says the name right there. And I was like, I went and bought that album immediately. Mm-hmm. And I was in sixth grade, I nice. think. Nice. Yeah. So I remember, like, that just opening my eyes to a lot. Of, I, mean, I didn't really get engulfed in the music culture, but it... Oh, Led me to music that motivated, made me motivated to go skate and do. Whatever. Did you ever drive around listening to the four and one intro theme song? I don't think I did that. Never took it that far. People would be like, "What the fuck's he listening to?" Even if you knew it was that, you're like, "Why are you listening to that?" But that's getting hyped to skate. I I asked Josh Friedberg that. I'm like, "How did you choose? Like, that's the randomest song, but it's perfect. It's perfect. Like, that's weird to find that song, right?" Yeah. But, um, yeah, I don't know. So, yeah, watching the skate videos, it, it, it took me – because I, I grew up playing sports. I was full-on jock mode, like a basketball, football, baseball. Like, freshman year, going into freshman year in high school, it's called, like – what do they call it? Like, suicide week or something? I don't oh, know. Oh, yeah, what. yeah, getting ready the yeah, week before or something. I was going baseball – I can't remember the order. It was football in the morning, basketball, then baseball or something. Every single day in the summer, every single day, and I get home and I'd skate. I don't. I, so if the kid's I did, an athlete, he's yeah, like, an athlete. That's madness. And like that was just. I didn't think about it, but I was just like, all I wanted to do was really skate, you know. Um, but then I realized that skateboarding was really more of my thing. Uh, that it, I could do it when I wanted. It was really cool. I could like the music and these videos were really cool. And there's some way you could make it sponsored and do something with it, but. I realized what was funny. It was like my mom and dad supported me so hard through skating. But a weird, interesting part of 
me starting to get into skating and like quitting sports was that like I didn't realize my mom was like super bummed on me quitting sports. I didn't understand it. And this sounds, I, it, I totally understand now, but like she really wanted me in, in, in my community, like working in like the hanging out with the other kids that I was going to school with and like her hanging out with their parents too and go to these events. Oh, yeah. And she was like, yeah, like when your sister did that, like, like it was really fun for me and her as well. But now like you're just doing your own thing and I don't get to be in part of it. And like, I was like, I, I understood that now, you know what I mean? But um, at that point, skating kind of just took over. Mm-hmm. And I, she was like, I don't understand what you're going to do with it, but if you love it, that's fine. And it sounds they, like a supportive... Uh, yeah, that's cool. Yeah, I think mom. at that point, they, they my, I mean, I came from a pretty, you know, like good, like well-off family, you know what I mean? Like my dad's an ER doctor, mom's a uh, a nurse, and my sister, dude, sister, oldest sister's a lawyer. Her husband's an orthopedic surgeon. My middle, my other older sister, she's a periodontist, which mm. is like a dentist. Damn. Her husband's an oral surgeon and I skate. And yeah, yeah like that's probably kind of tripping at first. That six yeah. K yeah. a year is not stacking up yeah. so good next to them. <laughs> next to any of those. You guys are talking about uh, fiscal income. But, but imagine that though. They're like they're like kinda of, that's tripping them because they're like He's not really do making that much money, but he loves what he does, and he's kind of getting known off of it, though. Yeah, he like, sure is happy. He, like he's stoked. He doesn't know. Like that's why I'm really glad I never knew about money when I was a kid. Like I, like I was telling you guys earlier, I got my first credit card when I was thirty years old, thirty five years old. Yeah. <laughs> that's so, crazy. Yeah, it's crazy. Like I didn't, I never looked at money like that until as of recently, seeing the world as it is. Like I was just in my own world, like skating. It's all that mattered. I got paid twenty five hundred bucks a month. Mm-hmm for my, the highest of my skate career mm-hmm. and it didn't matter to me. You, I never cared. You, it seems like you did it cause you loved it. Yeah, I did. And that happy, shows. Right? Super stoked. And then nothing else mattered. And I, I would hear what other people would get I'd be like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> I like, didn't know that was a thing. I thought they all lived their mom's house too. Like, <laughs> <laughs> well, going, going back to that too. Like when, when you look at where, where you come from and where you're at, it seems like, it really shows because a lot of people they'll be like, all right, I want to make it as a snowboarder. You see this, and and everybody's circumstances are different, you know. But but you you try to make it and you want to make it, and then if if they don't ever make it to that level, like they 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 get resentful and bitter and leave the sport yeah. and just are like, I'm done with this. And you know, somebody such and such fucked me over, or whatever. You know, you see that a lot in yeah. in our in our industry, and yeah. and so it seems like for you, you just like. I love this shit, whether I'm getting paid or not. This is, these are my people. This is what I do. I skate. I love skating. And it's led you to this path where you're, you've have your, you know, your name on a board, you made a career skating. Now you're just because of your passion for skateboarding, you're the host of the nine club and yeah. you're the team manager for three companies and you judge the biggest event in skateboarding. <laughs> and it's all, the, all just because like, to me, when I look at it from a bigger picture, it's like you're passionate about it. You love it. And, and just, you stuck with with it, and I'm sure you're beloved in the skate community because of that, right? I don't. I mean, I'm. I'm just. I'm. Re- I'm. I'm really grateful to be here. Like, yeah. I trip out when I look at like where I was at and stuff mm-hmm. like that, and I'm like, I think about that a lot. But just I, I look back at like I'm like, dude, I have a car. Like that's <laughs> nuts. Like you know what I mean? Like I never thought of myself like to be able to do any anything that adults did. Yeah. You know, I always thought of myself as a little kid and never. And then I. I was like, dude, I'm an adult. I yeah. can do these things. I'm not. I, I'm limiting myself. I limited myself a lot as a skater. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Um, it, so I'm just really grateful to be here. And I do remember, like, well, this is like 2008. 
because I was such a fan of skateboarders and the, what they did, or what they brought to the table. I'm like, it wasn't my idea at all in any means, but like, I was like, it would be so sick if there was a fucking skateboard talk show. You talk about, ask about, uh, what was it like skating Pier 7 back in the day? Yeah. Shit like that. I was like, that would be so sick if they someone actually did that. Mm-hmm. And then, whatever, it, how long, 2008? Jesus, it's yeah. 13 yeah. years later. It's like, I'm actually doing that. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I'm with my friends that I grew up, like, I, like as a kid, big fan of Chris Roberts. Roger, I always look in the mid of foreign ones. He did the audio video. He was in the credits all the time. Like, I know who Roger Bagley is. That dude's fucking great filmer. Yeah, and like now, and then Jerron Wilson. Are you kidding me? <laughs> like, that's one of my favorite skaters ever growing up. So to like to actually sit down and work on this podcast with him. Um, I, and I, like I said, it wasn't my idea. Roger and Chris was like, let's do this. And it was, I really look back at how funny it was to see it kind of unravel because there was no plan behind it on, uh, from my standpoint looking at it, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I remember... I, th- I might have said it a few times. I can't, I don't know. But I remember being like, uh, I just got back from Japan and I was sleeping on my couch. I was super just out of it, like jet lagged. And Chris was over there and they were like, he was getting footage from him from like throwback Thursdays. Like, hey, let me get some old clips so I could post it up. And they started talking like about this talk show or like this podcast they wanted to do. And I was like, I was like, dude, you guys are so loud. I was like, I just went in my room and I shut the door and they knocked on the door like, Kelly, come outside. I'm like, what? Like, we're gonna do. We're starting a podcast. You're, you're gonna be our first guest. And I was like, what? Wow. <laughs> like, they just set up the room. There, there's a pilot out there. Like, I think Roger has it somewhere, but it's fucking funny to look at. Where it's like, this our old tables like sideways in the room, and they're just like GoPros and like whatever and like shitty lighting, and it's like us just t- just freaking yapping for like 30 minutes. You know what I mean? And then like, and then I believe that. Eric Longden, who actually filmed Mike Moe's part back in the day, he does amazing videographer. He saw what Roger was putting together and was like, dude, you got something here. Like, I'm down to help you guys out. And he had more cameras they could bring in. And then we came back uh, a couple months later where they kind of perfected what they wanted to do. And they brought me on as the first guest. Again, we redid it basically. But at that point, it was like, I got trick of the year. I got back on expedition. I was doing all these things. So, like, it was a perfect timing for that, too. Then I don't know. I don't so, know how so the hell we're my my, my question is is like so when you all right you guys are filming this 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 episode episode one of the nine club yeah right and you're you don't know what the hell's gonna happen it's, this show is nothing at this point yeah doesn't there's no nobody knows what the nine club is yeah you put out episode one what happens I remember I was at Tom Asta's house in Philly when the first episode went up and we filmed it and I was super stoked to do that. Like that was cool. Um, and it's only 30 minutes long and people were like, Whoa, this is kind of cool. Like at that point, like, you know, even like Thrasher and like, you know, um, the, uh, the skateboard bank, maybe at that point, I can't remember, but like back at other websites were like, Oh dude, check this out. Putting the nine club stuff on there. Like, Oh, check out this new little interview show that Chris Roberts is doing. Um, and it kind of just, at that, so I was just the guest, and I was, uh, I think <laughs> I kind of made Chris, I, I, Chris kicked me out one time, because since I lived in the house, and I, and you, I'm like, like I was saying earlier, it would be so cool if there was a skate pod or a show where they talked about skaters, they're having these skaters come over in my living room, and they're talking about skating, and I'm just 
I live there. Yeah, you <laughs> like, I'm like, I'm, I'm sitting in the, I'm sitting in the kitchen, like watching, and I'm like, yo, dude, what about that? Like, that's you know, how you eventually got on the yeah, show. Exactly. Huh? You were basically there. I was anyways. bugging the shit out of him, but I wasn't trying to get on the show at all. I was not. Yeah. I was like, this is cool. You guys are doing something fun. Like, I, lo- I really enjoy talking about skateboarding with some of my favorite skaters. Mm-hmm. Um, in your own house. In my yeah. own house. Yes. <laughs> so I didn't, Chris. I don't remember, I forget who it was. It was either P Rod or like Blake Johnson, maybe. But he was like, "Kelly, you, you got to get out of here. Like, you got to leave. Like, you, I cannot have you with no microphone over there talking. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's like if someone yeah, right here was like, like, yeah, yeah. 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 He, he was like, this is insane.' And so that's when I remember he called me up after like a few weeks later and was like, "Hey, I got an idea. Got this button. I want you oh, to, the button, the yeah. button. But that it was a funny thing because we Chris didn't really know. We we, we kind of talked about this the other day. As you know now, or some people might have seen." I just don't use a button anymore. Yes, I know. I, I did just happen recently. Yeah. <laughs> I, I literally told Chris, because we're filming three times a week now. I'm like, Chris, dude, I'm super sorry to say this. But I, I can't do it anymore, well, You had bro. to use the button every time you talk. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and it was like five years of that, dude. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's a lot, yeah. dude. Like, my fingers are strong as yeah, shit. I but always like, thought the button was fake at first, cause, but you really no, had to was, touch it. It was yeah. real, yeah. dude. What, and it would just, a light would go up? Yeah, or? it was like a real red, and when you put it down, it was green. And it was so like, was like, but it was right, so... Kelly wants to talk. He he killed it, dude. He made it so ill. Like, this <laughs> a little button that actually worked. I could tell he's really proud of that. He, I, he was for sure. So it was cool. And that's what's really rad with Chris is, like, he's really... I see his passion for what he does. Like, obviously, the end result, but, like, the little... The little yeah. things, you know, like the button. That's what's and fun about having your own show. You yeah, get to yeah. do the dumb shit like that. Like, like all these, like when you guys set this up, you're like, oh, this is sick, and we finally got this. Oh, like, yeah. <laughs> like the microphones, the head, like all that stuff. I see that in him. And I don't have that. Like, I just, I don't do that role. Like, that's like his show, and he, he does it so good. But it's fun because he's like learning, just like you guys. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? But yeah, so I just, I just, I can't do the button anymore. Yeah. But uh, how did he take that? He, he. What was funny is that. And I understand this. He's like, I wasn't really trying to fuck with you, like, by giving you the button. It became a funny thing on the show. Yes. But he's like, he didn't know how, what he wanted at that point was, like, to talk to the guests and not be some crazy shit show where everyone's trying to talk and come in. Because he's like, if I put Kelly over there, he loves to talk. He's just going to be, like, talking all the time. So it's like, if I give him the button, it might restrict him of like how the conversation flows. But now over five years, yeah, you know, when to be quiet, we know and, we yeah. had the whole flow. Like it's done. Like, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like, and I told he's like, yeah, no, it's, I didn't even think about it, but yeah, you're all good, dude. Like, you don't have to use that thing. <laughs> like he was, that was why he started that button. Though. And he always, he's a big fan of, um, Howard Stern. Mm-hmm. So he, he liked to like, you know, the, the dude in the back was a Baba yeah. Bowie has yeah. a button. He just like liked incorporating certain things, you know, mm-hmm. that he liked for other things. So how is well, it? Go ahead. There's nothing worse than listening to a podcast where you hear the the host talk more than the guest, and just, yeah, that's like the worst thing ever. So for sure, I'm sure that's part of the reason he had the button too. You know? Yeah, I mean, I, I trip out because a lot of people know him from my me laughing all the time, and I generally just like to laugh. I think it always makes. I always say that to people. I'm like, yeah, fucking. If you, dude, how many times have you laughed so hard at something? It just changed your day. Oh, 100%. that's the thing. It's, uh, yeah, it's yeah. like it's infectious. It's, it's, it really is, and I, I, I love laughing like that hard, especially if I'm like crying. It's the best thing in the world. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, I, it was funny to think about that. I literally would hold the button down to laugh. 
Yeah. Like, <laughs> hold it down and laugh. And yeah, because but it came down to the point. It came down to the point where everything that came out of my mouth it was this instinction to hold the yeah, button. Yeah, that's down. a good point. Yeah, it was just weird that I, and autopilot. I, and, I, and it would have sounded, to be honest, it would have sounded weird if I didn't did that, didn't mm -hmm. do that, because then in the you would just faint laugh in the background, and I'd be like, I did hear from Chris and Tim that they're like, dude. It's amazing. We're actually really stoked that you laugh a lot because it makes it easier editing-wise. Yeah. And I was like, awesome. Didn't know that was a thing. <laughs> mm -hmm. But I guess for editing purposes, it makes it easier. Good, good place to cut wherever you need to. Yeah, you know, yeah. So I was like, so, oh, cool. So how is it being on the other other side? You're normally yeah. asking the questions. How, how are you feeling? How's it I stacking you, up on that side? <laughs> <laughs> I, I, you guys are great. It feels awesome. Just kind of just... It's it's almost like therapy because I, I when people come on our show I'm like hey it's literally like therapy you're gonna go through your life yeah and you're gonna realize remember things you forgot about maybe mm -hmm. you know and you kind of zone out and the next thing you know it's like well it's been four hours mm -hmm. what you're like yeah exactly. dude we're done and like then you're all tired after yeah, too. yeah <laughs> but like it's fun I really enjoy hearing their stories mm -hmm. you know what I mean it's it's crazy because I have to give props to Chris and Roger so hard because they really work hard on the back end of that show when you. you they don't just show up and things are ready to go. You know, Chris puts a lot of work behind the, the scenes. And, you know, he, he's, I could see him stress out sometimes because he wants to make sure everything's good and it's easy for everyone. But, like, you're figuring these crazy technical things out on your own almost, right? Mm -hmm. So he's doing a good job. Yeah, the, good, the, the funny thing is, like, it, it appears so professional. And maybe ours does at times too in some ways. But I can assure you from the other side of that that we have no clue what the fuck we're doing. <laughs> <laughs> so like yeah it's like learn you, as you go you just figure it out you know buds and i don't know what we're doing we and just come in shows here a week that's yeah. crazy yeah i mean it got to that point because like when covid started it started another show that chris created called the stop and chat yeah. mm -hmm. um and then we do our live shows and the experience like literally live yeah uh which is crazy just like you didn't go when i used to live there like that room that I was sleeping on the couch when fucking watching i was watching like uh, Phoenix Amherst, I don't know, whatever. But like, I was watching some skate contest when when they started talking, and like that whole place now is just like a crazy studio. I was all like, I was impressed to walk in here. Like it's just like this place, but it's at an apartment. Mm -hmm. and no know? one lives there. No one lives there. Because I mean, Roger, Roger lived there for sixteen years. Wow. Yeah. So um, you guys got your merch and stuff in there as well. We did at first, and then Roger was like basically the warehouse manager, you know, and they he was shipping out everything. So and then now. Like Mike Mo, he does a glassy up in Simi Valley and he has a warehouse there and they do like Tori does uh thank you skateboards out of there and they do a couple other brands. I think Justin's company thirty three the number thirty three. So they when we get orders it goes to Mike Mo's warehouse and they send Got it out. It. Yeah. yeah, sick, some nice. third party action. Yeah, but it's like again, it's like our friend. Yeah. Like <laughs> skater like skaters supporting skaters, I guess. Like we say that in the show a bunch, but like Which is yeah, good. Absolutely. Yeah. You know what I, you know what I also wonder too? This is a there's a common debate debate we get on our show because some of our shows are an hour, hour and a half, some are four, and we have so many people that are like, I wish they're longer. I wish they're shorter. Do you guys have any type of time restraint or anything or just do what you do? How does that work? Well, I I kind of could I don't know. Like I, I understand what you're saying for sure. Like like I was telling you earlier, like Danny Way came over. Yeah. I'm like, okay, we got to schedule this one earlier. We got to, we're going to need some time. Yeah. Jamie Thomas comes, we're going to need some time. Yep. You know what I mean? I, if you're talking about me, like you're not going to need that much time. Mm -hmm. Right. Cause those dudes have such big stories and so much. So amazing. Bullet <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So like it's, you kind of <laughs> guess I could like, you could name me someone. I'd be like, ah, oh, probably around this time. Yeah. Just cause no, and not even any disrespect. I just, you could tell like probably how old they are or what, mm -hmm. who they were. I, I, as me as a kid watching their, mm -hmm. 
like career, I could be like, oh yeah, probably be like three three hours. Dude, well, you look at somebody, like you said, their career. Like you have somebody that's nineteen years old. They've only lived on yeah, planet Earth for yet. nineteen years or something. Like they only got like. 15 bullet points or something of like yeah, yeah. topics. Whereas, you know, you take like, we've had Ken block on the show and he's done so much. And those it's like same deal. Long, yeah, long, have, long episodes. They got stories, dude. And they have younger kids and people are like, why don't you get the younger kids? I'm like, Oh, we, they just don't have a story yet. Yeah. And it's no, it's not even disrespect to them. It's just when our people that are listening to our podcast or the show, like similar to you guys probably are like dudes that are older and paid attention to these careers. Like I did, right? Mm -hmm. Like you, Danny way episode, the older dudes are watching that. I am younger too, like, you know, but it's just, uh, yeah, I don't know. It's weird to know like how it's cool for me to like hit up these guests and do these things because I'll say like, it's a weird, perfect storm. Kind of like probably how it worked here. I don't know exactly how you guys did it, but it's like Roger being a filmer, a videographer, dude, that films like complex and all these things, high quality production that Chris, who knows all this podcast stuff. And then, Myself, who also did, I mean, we all know people, but like, I really engage with with skate community. I talk to a lot of people, so like, hey, you want to come on the show? Blah blah. blah. Like, we you all book have, all the guests for the yeah, people that aren't familiar. Yeah, yeah I, I I usually book all, I book all the guests, um, and just I reach out to them, or maybe maybe Chris Roger will connect me with somebody. Mm -hmm. But it's it's fun, dude. Yeah. It's super cool. And like I said, like I'm a huge fan of these skaters. So to like actually do this and like help be a part of it and be on the show, amazing. Now, yeah, cool. now, I got to ask, you know, because similar experience, but coming from being a pro skater and now being like, you know, we'll say pro skater slash podcast host, it, it almost seems different uh, when people come up to you. It used to be like, yo, I love your, I love your like Nolly Trey or some shit. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. And now it's almost like, yo, I know you, or I, I've, I, I almost know. What do you find more rewarding is when, when you're talking to, to people that you've met that listen to the show versus like just fans of your tricks? Do you, is it more people from the podcast or more it's a skaters? Mix. I think yeah. I, the, it's weird. Like as me, Chris and Roger and you guys have probably like you get this new audience mm -hmm. and you get this audience that really when you're doing a podcast, people are really listening in to you and they act like and like they're learning. They're getting to know you, but you don't know them. So they come up to you and they're like, dude. Yeah, they think they know you. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're like, whatever. And you're like, it's just really cool. It's a different thing. Other people are like, dude, your nolly trays are sick, dude, or whatever, you know, like whatever. But these people have something to actually talk to you about now. Mm -hmm. Because they, totally. they listen to you, they know you as a person. So it's it's a it's a really cool thing. And then I think the coolest thing is the the, the community you guys build, like and then like your community, like there's so many rad people in our like we call them old buddies, like and like there's like um Stumpy Mason and there's Ryan Kula and there's like Haku and there's all these people that go on our chat that like they they all know each they're all friends because of the nine club. Oh, that's cool. You know what I mean? And you start seeing and it's like this really cool community and it's like mm -hmm. this is wild. Totally. Like, <laughs> yeah. like so it, it's like a it's two different types of of I guess someone gives you like they're a fan or something mm -hmm. like that. It's like but I, I was saying this earlier, like I wouldn't be on the talk show if I didn't do the skating yes. beforehand, right? And same with right here, right? You, yeah. you guys put the the work in. Yeah, Eastone's a legendary snowboard photographer, yeah. so he's been, and before that rider, and so he, we we each have our different things we bring to the table. Same with you guys. It's like you're almost like the the skate, like you know all the stats, all the video parts, all the tricks. You know, everybody brings a different thing to the table. Which yeah, it's really cool for sure. It, it's like we never planned this. Yeah, it just worked. And then I think, you know, it really took off for, like, that's like Chris and Roger. That's what they do. Yeah. Like, that's their job. 
Like that's pretty wild. That's awesome. You know what I mean? So, and I, I, I have four jobs in that. Yeah. So like, <laughs> that's uh, what psycho, right? Yeah. There. But I, I always wanted, I, like I said, I remember when I was not doing shit. Like, so I was like, I'm really, people offer me some, like, yep, super down. Let's do it. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I just, you know, um, and I was doing mob and NHS or mob and Richta. I'm working with Cairo Foster. Like, I grew up loving his skating too. So it's like, I'm like surrounded by all my ki- Like as a kid, I'm like surrounded by all my heroes. Mm-hmm. I'm working with them. Right? So rad. So dude, one thing I think is really cool that you guys do too, is like as a listener, your guys' show, like take, we talked about it before we were on air, but take Andy Max episode, for example, or somebody like that. I always was kind of like, ah, oh, this guy's kind of like vert guy. Not my, not my favorite skater. Yeah. And you listen to him. You're like, dude, this guy's fucking awesome. Yeah. yeah it's totally. always cool how you guys can, can show a different perspective on somebody you get to know, you know, we make these preconceived judgments on people or this person's cool or this person's whack based on whatever, you know, but then you get to meet them and you're like, dude, this guy's awesome. Yeah. Right? I mean, most of them are cool, right? Yeah. <laughs> but like, yeah, you're back then it was so judgmental and like what they wore, what tricks they did and what spots they skated or whatever, you know? And it's yeah. Now like Andy Mac, like I never thought I'd ever engage in knowing Andy Mac, me being a, like a ledge skater, him being a vert skater, like we're, we just never cross paths at a skate spot or anything. Right. But, uh, he comes on the show. Awesome. And it, like we talked about earlier, um, uh, Steve Olson, the OG Steve Olson called, he's like, you, you look like fucking Andy Mac. And like, it then became this joke. And I'm like, I'm wondering if he's getting, off- if Andy's seeing this on the internet and he's getting, if he's getting offended or not. But then I realized he was stoked. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, sick. Like I, I don't, I, I don't want to hate with anything. You know yeah. what I mean? For those who are unfamiliar, uh, Basically, Kelly uh, for Halloween put on the infamous yellow helmet and yeah. the pads and and dressed like Andy Mac for the Halloween episode, and it was priceless. Oh, so. People, I was I was I kind of did that last minute too, yeah. and uh, I was like, dude, I'm really glad I did that because that was it was fun. And I, and like he came through when he came for his episode, he brought we did this little skit. I don't know if you guys saw it, but it was like something small. It's a while ago now, it was remember. like yeah, it was like 2018 maybe even 17. I don't know. Uh, he came on and he's like, "Hey, we're gonna do this little thing after we're done." I brought he had he brought the same outfit, and he brought his helmet. He had brought some eight, ten and a half airwalks. I was like, "I'm like I'm a size nine. But, <laughs> <laughs> but he's like, "Let's go outside and we'll do." Uh, I think he's regular footed and I'm goofy, so he's like, "I'm gonna teach you guys how to do nolly tray." And we both wore the same gear. Mm-hmm. And then we like filmed him, and then like I faded it, like transferred it, and I did a fakey tray. It looked gnarly. <laughs> and it was like street back, like whatever. But like, no, it's fun. Like, it was really, it's really cool to engage with these skaters mm-hmm. and fucking have them. Like, I was saying earlier out there, I was like, it's really cool that you guys and like, like I, to, me, to be a part of the Nine Club, to like have these skaters tell their stories to people, like, and give them that platform is pretty cool. Totally. Yeah. Totally. And what, I, What's the story with this Twitch stuff you guys are doing? And video game stuff. Oh, so like there's like a side, like there's a show they do. It's called uh, Three Dudes One Game. No, oh, you're not involved in that. I'm not involved with that, but they have a Chris, dude, Roger's old room is now this new like Twitch room, like live room. Chris, it's like a genius thing. I don't know. It's nuts. But uh, we go after the show on, the one I'm a part of is like after the shows, we'll go into the, on the experience show, we'll go into the Roger's old room and we'll talk with the community and we do it through, we were doing it through YouTube and Twitch, but I think Chris just wanted to focus on Twitch. Um, cause it's more of like an engaging, they can all talk to you. Yeah. Wants to. And like Chris set it up all nuts. It's like these crazy the screens. screens all over the place. Dude, yeah. it's insane. 
Um, they switched up a little bit now, and now there's these huge screens. We all look at one spot, and there's two screens on the side, and uh, we just in, we just hang out and talk. And it's cool. I mean, you guys see like Twitch is like this crazy big thing. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm so I'm so old. I don't even know what's yeah. going on with that. Yeah. I'm like a dinosaur over <laughs> yeah. here. Dog. Well, I learned. Uh, yeah, it's I'm the same thing. But they, that's why Chris is like learning about it too, and he's yeah. deep diving. And Steve's just is like super into that stuff. He knows all about it. Mm-hmm. So it's like, I'm like wow, this is pretty wild. And we'll do these things at the end of our. We'll just hang out. Literally, what we'll do is what we did out there. Yeah, we'll, we'll eat pizza. We'll sit and eat pizza in the microphone and just talk to people. Sick. Like, you know, and it's it's fun, whatever. Mm-hmm. But uh That's yeah, cool. We we do this thing at the end where Chris you can do this thing called raids where that's when you you have your your chat and you're like, Hey, I'm gonna find this dude's channel and we're gonna send all the people that are watching this one to that one because we're gonna sign off. And we do that to people and they uh, to see their reactions, they'll be like they start like crying and shit like that. Like, you can't believe you just got them all these yeah. people, the and whole like, community. And I'm like, community. dude, this is insane. Like, sometimes they have no idea who the Nine Club is, but most of the times they do. Because we'll go to, like, oh, do a Skater XL game. Guy who's playing that. And just see their reaction is pretty wild. You know what I mean? That's cool. So it's, that is cool. It's a cool community. I, I did Twitch for a little bit where I would just sat in my computer and just mm-hmm. talk to people, too. But I'm like, I can't do that. Yeah, anymore. a lot it's of like, bandwidth. Too, yeah, you know? it's like just for an hour. I'm like, I have, a, I have another question too, because it's like this. I almost feel like for us, you know, we only do one show a week, and there's this like revolving door, and which we love, but it's this revolving door of uh, of creating shows every single week. There, you know, yeah. whereas like being a, a skater, or snowboarder, you kind of like go hard for a little bit, take a break. You can kind of, but um, yeah, do you guys ever feel like it, it's a lot to to just kind of keep? putting in effort every single week or you just, what, how does it feel for you? I trip out cause that's more of a Chris and Roger question okay. because like I have my other stuff, mm-hmm. you know, like Chris is just doing that. And I'm like, Chris, you should take some time off. And he's like, dude, if I had to take time off, then I, I'm like, I'm not getting paid. Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> like, like it's not like that. You know what I mean? So that dude and plus he loves it. Yeah. That's the thing too. Yeah. We, we tr- genuinely love it too. I yeah. just get, I just get curious about talking to somebody else in a similar situation. So it's yeah. cool. I, have you met Chris before? I'd never have. No, no, I, I'll introduce you guys. I mean, he's great. Like yeah. just talked on this stuff. Cause there is not a lot of people that you guys can really connect to on stuff. Well, like we're, this. We feel like we're in the wild west where we're just like, yeah. we don't know what it's like, kind of <laughs> uncharted. If you, but if you look at the thing that's kind of cool with it is like, you know, we grew up on, on magazines and, and video magazines and videos and and it's kind of changed the 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 landscape i'd say has changed a little bit where where you used to just wait for the magazines now like in snowboarding we have hardly any magazines and so and and i think the way people you know consume their their content for back lack of a better word i hate that word but it's like you know the thing that's cool with us like with with what you're doing is is basically like you're educating a lot of the people about vert skating or it kind of strengthens the community in a way. Yeah. I think sure. you're, you're learning about the thing you're into. Cause like I, I do the same thing. I, I like motocross, right? I don't, mm-hmm. I'm not connected. I don't know anybody. I love dirt bikes. I listen to these moto podcasts and I'm like learning about like how they do their clutch lever. And you're like, yeah. and it's like same thing with, you know, asking people about like how they set up their board and stuff. And it's always so cool. What the cool, one of the coolest things to hear quite some time or quite often actually is like people like, yo, I haven't skated in like 15 years. Yeah. I started listening to your podcast and I got back into yeah, skating. Yeah, we get that sick. too. Yeah. Like, I was, yeah. yeah, that's so, like that's a cool feeling. 100%. Dude. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it is weird. I'm surprised there's not a lot more podcasts, but mm-hmm. I, at the same time, um, I, I'm like, I, I can understand why. Yeah. The process and the work that has to be done. People have tried doing other podcasts 
And they're like, fuck, this is, I mean, they Jamie Thomas, back, right? Jamie Thomas, like, was trying to do one for a while. And I think he's, because he, I think he got a good response from his nine club. And he was like, cool, I like talking to people, like, whatever. But I think, I don't know exactly, but I'm not actually just saying, I'm saying as in, in general, the, you have to be consistent and work on this thing nonstop. And if you have other stuff going on, like if I was to do a podcast and I had four or five jobs, like it, if I was the only one doing it, it, it probably wouldn't, wouldn't get, out. it wouldn't work yeah. out. So you have to be dedicated to it. Like you mm -hmm. guys have known, like, so yeah, it's just a uh, consistency. Yeah. And I could see like people would want to start one and then they yeah, shut down because they just don't understand that. It's not just like getting a microphone and talk. Yeah, it, there's know? there's a lot more work that goes in behind the scenes. But still, yeah. if you're thinking about ma making one, not to discourage anybody, just fucking do it. It's awesome. It's fun. Yeah. Um, with that being said, I think we should get into the liquid death, spinning wheel of death. Aye. Here we go. Welcome to the liquid death. Death, death, death. Spinning wheel of death. <laughs> so... Uh, Liquid Death is one of our main sponsors. Uh, Eastone is over there chugging one as we speak, as is I Kelly. I need to reload. How is that thing tasting, buds? Empty. Oh, it's empty? <laughs> He's been putting you know, it I got one right here. Oh, dude. <laughs> I'll take one. Here. Throw it over I'll there? tell you, we, yeah. we throw... I don't, don't want to ruin anything. Yeah. We throw five or six of these back in episode. We do. The good thing about it is you're not contributing to the plastic. Uh, it's a great beverage. You can find it at 7-Eleven, Whole Foods, or uh, if you want to... Support us online. Head on over to liquiddeath.com backslash bombhole. Again, liquiddeath.com slash bombhole and get a couple free koozies and uh, support the guys that support us so we can keep creating that podcast. And uh, we're going to get right into the spinning wheel of death. I want to say something real quick. Shout, shout out Liquid Death. They sent me some water too. It's good, but I just like... It's somewhat like skater owned, right? Yeah, I believe that. Yeah, yeah I'm like, dude, this Australians. is cool. It's like, yeah, I'm like, so I, I think it's really cool. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, so you basically you spin this, and whatever it lands on, uh, you're gonna have to do. So <laughs> sick. <laughs> Wait, can I see my options? Yeah. <laughs> you can, but there's, we kind of rigged it. We kind of okay, rigged I'll, it. Actually, you know what? I'll look at it after. Yeah. Okay. 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 Yeah. We kind of rigged it. Uh, give it, give it so I, I do I just, just yeah, give it a good spin. That probably wasn't that good, but. Okay, what does it say? Bud? Smelling salts to kickflip. Oh. Okay, so, uh, <laughs> <laughs> we have this product, uh, which is called Run Through a Wall Smelling Salts. We noticed, uh, we were watching uh, playoff, I was watching some playoff hockey, and uh, me and my roommate Greg saw the, the hockey players were basically cracking these, these salts. And they basically just kind of they just kind of wake you up a little bit. Yeah. So we started doing them on the show as a complete joke, and then all of a sudden, now we have, uh, we have a smelling salt uh, side business, and uh, it's pretty much a joke. So, um, I, okay, I've never heard of this stuff until today. Yes. <laughs> so here's what we're gonna do. Oh, okay. All right. Here we go. Oh, <laughs> what the fuck? Kick Manny. All right, uh, Kelly just killed it with the. <laughs> Kick Manny, dude. Yeah, I, uh, I, I take me. A, it takes me a long time to warm up. I'm mm -hmm. not kidding. Yeah. So me to even flick my board right now. Mm -hmm. If I had skate for half an hour, it probably would look a little better. But mm -hmm. it's all good. That come. You know, I realize it comes with age. It takes us a little longer to get warmed up. But once we get going, it goes. We get go pretty. <laughs> we then, go pretty good. And then it goes down pretty quick. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You don't have quite as long. Yeah, maybe an hour or so, mm -hmm. two hours, and I'm done after. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I know that you. You were talking about how your hips. You've had some hip 
issues. Yeah, right? I've had I have a hip impingement on both of them, mm-hmm. uh, and this one, my left one, um, just got so messed up over time, wear and tear, that it just started hurting one day and didn't know where it was coming from. Because it's weird when you get hurt, but you don't know how, mm-hmm. right? Like I can't skate anymore, but I didn't fall. Like yeah. you know what's going on here? And then Mikey Taylor came on our the Nine Club show and mentioned what was going on with him and how he had surgery. I was like, dude, I think I had the same thing. And then I literally did have the same thing. Wow. And he gave me, he gave recommendation to his doctor. And then the doctor was like, yeah, you're way worse than Mikey's. Oh really? Damn. Yeah. You can't do anything with your hips too. That's like crucial. Yeah. Like it was, it was really shitty because I could run full speed. I could ride a bike. I could freaking, I don't know. Do I could play basketball. I could do all these things. I couldn't skate. Mm-hmm. It's the one thing I couldn't do. That's crazy. Yeah. And I realized over time maybe why that it had done that because it was my left one. And my They both have the same problem. But the left one, the way that I do switch kick flips and stuff, I realized that maybe that's what wore out the, the hip so much because I have this weird – I use my toes a lot when I do switch flips and, like, whatever, switch front side flips. And, like, my, the way that my, my leg kind of moves, I can see that's probably where – it got wear and tear, this that motion over and over and over and over for whatever fifteen years or Yeah, the repetition yeah, it takes. I think I learned swift flips when I was like fifteen or so. I don't know. Uh maybe younger than that. But then doing it for that long and then I think it just happened over time. And then doctor was like, Yeah, your other one's fucked too. But <laughs> <laughs> We'll but, see you soon. Yeah, but I don't think I don't do that same motion on that side, so I think I'll be okay. But hopefully it's hopefully ho- hopefully it fucking holds out. Well, beautiful. We have a kind of a question that pertains to that. Okay. From, uh, I don't know exactly what his title is, uh, brand strategist, I believe, Don Brown. Oh, nice. So here we go. Hey, what's up? Hey, what's up? This is Don Brown. And uh, hey, Kelly, want to know, you got injured pretty badly with your hip probably about four or five years ago, I think it was. And you kind of kind of progressed into a new person when you came through on that and you just got into this health kick. Even all the way down to today, like you're uh, you're kind of pushing the whole skipping thing, and I know you dropped a bunch of weight, and just like your whole diet and everything has changed. And uh, I'm just wondering if you could share some tips with uh, the rest of Chris's uh, audience out there to see uh, if you got anything that could help them keep their uh, their riding going for many years to come. That's a good question. Great question, Don. Yeah, it's funny because that's the only time I've ever heard him sound serious. <laughs> <laughs> Usually, he's just nonstop yeah. jokes, and mm-hmm. it's like he gets business done, but he's like the funniest dude of all time. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's uh, it's a good question. I think, I think I really found this out during COVID. I've only I go. It's weird. I've I my weight fluctuates really fast depending on what I'm doing at that time, right? But I skating this isn't my outlet anymore for physical activity all the time i used to be able to get on my board skate all day every day seven times you know what i mean like it it was all the time now i can maybe skate two times a week and feel good if i skate and the next day i'm toast dude my hips jacked ankles jacked like like everything so it kind of becomes in a weird sometimes it's almost doesn't feel as rewarding if that makes any sense we're like I look, I dream about skating all the time, but like to go do it, it kind of seems like a mission on my, and it hurts. So I try to do it twice a week if I can, but I got into this jump roping, um, during COVID because I couldn't skate and we're just tucked inside all day. This is insane. I saw Wade Asarmo doing it. Well, he's like, yeah, I'm jumping rope a lot and I lost a lot of weight and I didn't do it to lose weight or anything. 
I did it because I didn't have that love to do anything. Like I, that, the love I had, I couldn't do it. Like I physically couldn't do it. And I, it was rad to do the talk show during this time because you could talk about it and whatever, but I couldn't physically do it. And I needed some, and the gyms were shut. I was going to the gym for a while, like doing, like Nick Dompier put me in this little workout program. And I was like, I could like lift weights and do these things. And I lost weight doing that. But then I, that was shut down. So I'm like, what am I, I can't go anywhere. I'm not, I can't do the workouts without those things at my, at my disposal. So I uh, saw a jump rope and I was like, that's so weird. I like, I haven't thought about doing that in fucking 15 years. Like, and then I got, I had this old one. I had do these garage sales every now and then. I haven't done it for a long time, but my friend randomly had my old jump rope. We did a garage sale at his house and I was like, oh, I'm going to take that back. And I used that. I broke it, bought this new one. I looked online and it was like, Cross rope was like this, this, the first thing that popped up. And it was like a really high end, beautiful jump rope. And I was like, that's sick. It's a hundred bucks. Fuck it. I'm gonna, I have nothing else going on. Like I can't skate. I, and that one just broke. Like I'll get one that looks like probably going to last for a while. I got that. And then it just felt different and better. And I started to, I, I found this, like, I don't know. I started feeling like I was kind of skating in a weird way where I could like get, I could sweat it out. I wasn't sore after I was having fun and I'm like listening to music and I'm in my own zone, dude. And I can go to the beach outside. I'm like live right. I've been in Venice beach right by the beach. I can go outside, jump rope there. And it just kind of took out all this, like all the energy I was trying to find to put out like through skating. I couldn't do it. So I started doing it through that and it kind of just worked. I got obsessed in a weird way where like, it's fun to me. And then, then I was like, damn, I'm getting kind of chiseled, dude. It's kind of crazy. And I'm not that dude. Like, I'm really not. I, that's why I kind of find it fun to do it. And then sometimes I'll get really obsessed with it and be like, okay, I'm eating uh, intermittent fasting. Okay, shout out to Jump Rope Dudes. I, uh, if you want to do a little fucking. <laughs> <laughs> give an air horn. Yeah. Uh, uh, my friend Dan Whitmer, he, he, I randomly was in Venice and I had started finding out about jump roping through this YouTube channel, the jump rope dudes. And I was like, oh, this is cool. That's how you do that. This, they're little t t like, you know, tips and here and there. I randomly go down to the beach where I, at the Venice Pier where I would work out and jump rope and they're literally there. And I was like, what the fuck are you? And I'm like, I, I was like tripping. I was like, yo, <laughs> dude, I have to go say what's up. Like I have to, like, I'm not going to get this opportunity. So I go, I'm like, dude, I'm sorry to do this. But like, are you guys a jump rope dudes? <laughs> and Dan's all, are you Kelly Hart? <laughs> He's like, dude, I watched the nightclub all the time. I was like, oh shit, it's fucking nuts. I was like, dude, I just want to say thanks for all, like, you got me into this new thing and I'm really psyched to do it and I'm learning through you guys. So I really appreciate what you, what you're doing, you know? But I was just, I was stoked to say what's up to him and I got more into it. And then now that dude, uh, Dan hooked me up with the guys at Crossrope and they sent me a free jump. I was like, I got, oh, you're sponsored. I'm sponsored. Are you sponsored? Yeah. Yeah. No, I would say, I don't know how to say it because uh, they don't have a team. <laughs> 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 uh, I do. It's cool because the dude, um, this guy Serge that works there, he's like one of the owners, I believe. Um, and he's like, "Hey, dude, like, if you want to start reaching out to skaters, like, I'm down to send some skaters some jump ropes." And I was like, "Sent Wade Desarmo a little box. I sent Gino Iannucci a box." Oh, and I'm like, "Packies, send all packies, send dude. Pa You're gonna be a team manager, a TM, soon, dude. dude." I'm like, "Dude, I'm down. Like, another TM job, job number five. Yeah." <laughs> So, uh, and then, like, they gave me a little promo code to use. Oh, what is it? You want to give it a little plug uh, right yeah. now? What's the, pr what's the code? All, all caps, KHART10. KHART10. We get 10% off? 10% off. What's dude? the website? Crossrope.com. Okay. Yeah. Wow. And, uh, yeah, go there. You, but, like, it's... You get 10% off? 
You get 10% That's off. That's what the 10 for, 10's for? Ooh, 10? I might have to cop a rope. <laughs> cop a rope, son. You got a VIP for 20? Is well, that the K Hard 20? Is that a, does that do anything? Well, dude, maybe I can give you a box, dude. Oh, I might have to give you a box, you know? I but love that. That's it, it is really cool to see. And then I started seeing, I started posting it because I was kind of, I think it's cool to kind of tell your story if you're going through a journey. Yeah, right? absolutely. Like, that's what's kind of fun for me. And um, I was doing that, and I lost a bunch of weight doing it. I put some back on because I wasn't obsessed about it anymore. Like, I still love jump rope. But like, I would eat from noon to 8 o'clock. That's why the jump rope dudes kind of taught me, like, hey, if you want to eat from, like, like, intermittent fasting. And so I would do that. It was really hard for me to do that first because I'm like, I, I used to just crush cereal at night. Me too. Dude, like, you know, you, cereal, <laughs> yeah, literally? Yeah, dude, it, dude. Dude, I, I have and I will both do that. And I, I can't do it. Like, and it's really bad it's, for you. It's, I wouldn't, I almost wouldn't say it's bad, but it just doesn't help, yeah. I guess. I don't know if that makes any sense. I, maybe it is bad. I don't know. But I realized, I was like, okay, and I don't really like eating breakfast at all either. So, like, it was weird. I'd be really hungry at night. And then wake up in the morning and then not be hungry. Isn't that weird? Mm-hmm. Like, you know, like you were like starving at night. Like, dude, I can't eat before I go to bed. Like, whatever. And now I, it's the, nothing. I don't get, if I'm hungry, I, I still doesn't really, I don't need the food. I can just go to bed. But I always thought that was weird that I would wake up in the morning and then not eat till noon and I wouldn't be hungry. Yeah, mm-hmm. I get like that. It's weird. But uh, yeah, and then I started just kind of like watching what I was eating and not calorie counting, but more of just like, okay, I need some lean meats and then get some rice or a salad and, no, I used to like sometimes I'll binge eat and just be like you gotta eat like the pizza, just crush it, dude. Yeah, you know, smashing I mean? some pizzas. Sometimes that's just awesome. You oh, know? absolutely. But if you get into a habit and doing that every single day, that's where like and then I gained thirty pounds during COVID. Like I got chunky real quick because there's nothing to do, mm-hmm. and I I couldn't skate because of physically I couldn't skate. Uh, just that was in I didn't know what I, I couldn't go to the gym, so I found the jump rope, and that's kind of what brought me back into. Um, do, you, do you use the jump rope to warm up to skate? Sometimes, yeah. yeah. Uh, yes, a few, like for like five minutes. Yeah. But then sometimes I'll just like, what do I want to do? do I, like I'll have a little break to go like in between like a meeting or something. I'm like, oh, do I just go work out or skate? I'm, like, I'm going to go work out. Mm-hmm. And then I'm done with it. I'm not sore. That's so, sick. So if I'm skating and I, I'm done, I'm sore as hell for two days. But if I'm work out for 45 minutes jump roping – I'm not sore at all. I feel great. I just sweated out everything, and I feel good, and I had fun. So it's like a weird thing that I'm kind of getting into. As, so as you get older, you it's it's fun. It's fun to find those things that you're as excited about as you were when you were discovering skating. Yes, right. Those things you gotta evolve. I mean, for some people, I know it is just skating, and it never changes, mm-hmm. and that's fucking dope too. Yeah. But sometimes it is cool to be like a novice at something again. Yeah. You know, no, do- I, I see that like with Justin Eldridge, he has he's like a, uh, a golf company he does like a mm-hmm. clothing brand. And he's, it's the same thing for him. He found something that the same spark as the skateboard yep. did. And the skateboard spark is still there, but physically doing it isn't as much, mm-hmm. you know, but like I still go out and skate, but it's, I'm not trying, I'm not trying to go put out video parts like that. Cause I honestly want to work for the brands to make sure those things are, you know, doing okay. And you how, know, well, how are the tray flips feeling though? Tray flips, they're hit. That, they feel good. That's like <laughs> that's the one. That's why I'm stoked, dude. dude. Like they're red hot. They're, they're red hot. hot. I wouldn't say that, I, but it's it's my favorite trick, and I'm so happy that I'm like with all the injuries I've had. Like switch lifts for me are like real. Like my, one of my favorites too. But with my hip, it kind of like 
you don't have to flick out as much with the tray too. Oh no, it's like yeah, it's super in the warm up. Like mm-hmm. we did the whole thing with with the kickflip. That takes me way longer to warm up on. Mm-hmm. Like tray flip, I was like, oh, I could do that without warming up. And for so it's just the it's the most pleasant feeling trick. People might be like, oh, you do only do tray flips. I'm like, fuck yeah, only yeah. do tray flips. That's the best feeling. <laughs> it feels good. When I dream about skating, uh, I dream about like the the catch of a tray. It's oh, like yeah. that feel. You know, you kind of like when you daydream about it. But the problem is, as as you get older, in my head, I'm sick. Like in my head, I am fucking ripping. And then <laughs> and then I show up to the park and I go. I haven't skated in a week, and I go to try a tray, and it's like fucking Air Bud Golden Retriever, like my feet. <laughs> All over the place. Unfortunately, it does suck with skating. How how you have to you have to spend quite a bit of time on the board to to maintain a level. Yeah, you can't just get on the board and start ripping like you did two mm-hmm. months ago. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Um, and that's like a hard thing I've had to deal with a lot through my career is being hurt and coming back from that. And you're like, dude, I gotta learn this all over again. Mm-hmm. But it's you don't think of it like that at that point. You're like it's kind of exciting, but like if I had to do that now, I'm like fuck. I have to learn this all over mm-hmm. again. It's just not as fun when you're older, mm-hmm. right? When you're young, it's all good. But dude, with age, it only gets harder. Yeah. yeah, and that's what's cool about jump roping and the intermittent fasting. It's like these are things you you can do to like squeeze a few more years out. Totally, right? and, totally, and, and you feel good. Like, dude, I've never been the dude to like walk around with my shirt off or anything like that. Uh, have a tan, like whatever. But like, I went to whole life uh, a couple, like two, three months ago, and the whole time I was there, no shirt on, just felt <laughs> good. Like, you know what I mean? I was like, I was just, I was like, I'm that dude right now. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm gonna be that. Dude. I was be that dude. But yeah. it was, it's like, it's just something fun to do. And there's a lot of like stuff going on in the world that's like just really crazy. And I couldn't find my outlet, you know yeah. what I mean? So, yeah. like, uh, I'm just happy I did. And, and, and also, too, you you got that, you're a full career guy, too, because, you know, I'm, I'm imagining with the, being a team manager, you know, with three brands, you got emails, you got you could sit down a computer and do emails for an entire day and, and pack send out those packies. You know, send out, <laughs> he's sending out, pack, this guy's let, letting it, making it rain with the packies. <laughs> Dude. Three got, brands? How many people is that? Yeah. Dude, it's a, I mean, I couldn't tell you how many people You don't even is. know. I literally have no idea. I mean, I have a, an official team riders, you know, obviously, but it's more of like grip tapes, gnarly, dude. Oh like, yeah, I'm oh, like that's s- like countless people. That's just like everyone in the industry sitting me up. You know yeah. what I mean? And I love being that dude. And I, it, I'm not just saying like Mob is literally like the best grip tape. When people don't yeah. skate Mob, I'm like, what's wrong with you? Yeah. Like, honestly, <laughs> I'm like, like, like I'm a Jessup guy. I'm like, just when you think you know somebody, yeah. you know? <laughs> um, no, but I, like, I'm super stoked to work uh, at Mob with with Cairo and. It's, I'm actually super stoked to like hook up people with grip tape, and like I now I'm getting hit up by like very different groups of skaters. You know what I mean? Which is really cool. Like people from the from weekend skateboards hitting me up to day one song to it's just like it's just a really rad group mm-hmm. of skaters. So that's really cool. And then Rick though, we're like re, re we kind of like re, rebranding it kind of again, and which is really fun to do. And it's I'm adding new team riders, and it's really cool. It's kind of giving it like the OG image, but a little more like teched out, and kind of having trying to have some fun with it too, you know. So it's it's super cool. And NHS is amazing, dude. Like that place is such a well oiled machine that it's like so historic. What are all the brands on NHS? There's a lot: Santa Cruz, Creature, uh, Independent, Bronson, OJ, OJ, Richta, Mob. Um, they have other ones that I'd like that are like NorCal or I don't know. I don't really know like the detailed ones like that, but like it's really incredible going there. I went there one time right before COVID hit and I got to see like the museum and everything like that. Like, this is such a like, historical 
skateboard company. So really glad for, to work for NHS and Soltech yeah, and do a skateboard podcast is like pretty fucking cool mm-hmm. to me. So we're talking rope packies. We're talking yeah. wheel packies. We're talking shoe packies. We're talking grip tape packies. Yeah, dude, they're flying. Uh, I do for my computer. Over. I have access to all. I'm just if you need grip tape, hit me yeah, up. Copy paste addresses all day long. <laughs> dude, dude, you know what the coolest thing is? Is sending myself boxes. Oh, there you uh, go. <laughs> that's pretty sick. One for yeah. you, two for me. Here it's, we go. It's not necessarily. It's not necessarily that. It's 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 more of like I get to I know exactly what's available and what I can send to myself. Right. You, no. Since you're the team manager, you're like you know. We're going to do a rebrand. I want to put myself on the pro team, and I'm actually going to pay myself the most on the team. <laughs> With all these brands. <laughs> I've never really – you know, it was a weird time was, like, me at the first start of me being team manager for S because I, like, I like didn't want to be in the front, but I did want to be in the front. Like, I wanted to be a pro, but I didn't, you know. Um, You're still a rider for S. I still says, ride. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. I, I would say so. I just, like, when it comes to Richter, I'm not putting myself on the team. You okay, know what I mean? got it. Mob, I'm not putting myself on the team. Um, I just do my, uh, my, I'll put my own skateboard content on my own platforms, I guess you would say, but yeah, I'm not really trying to be that guy. Dude, I kind of want to rewind back to some skate nerd ish, yeah. uh, cause doing some, uh, doing some recon for the episode. Um, uh, and I grew up loving the KO video and you skate to that, that common part. Yeah. Dude, that part is fucking awesome. A eh? thank you. And, uh, you know what I always loved that what we always tripped out on back East was, um, the flippy hard flips, you know, the, the you know, actual like they, flipping they flip, hard, like, yeah, yeah, yeah cause yeah. cause they, it was really common to see the hard flip that was kind of like the folded style. It, it was like, yeah, like Muska yeah. style, I guess you and would say back yeah. then, like there was only a few people that had the flippy hard flips as I yeah. go. And it was dude, the one you do over the rail and the tray flip at the end, that, that was a fucking awesome part. Thanks dude. Yeah. I think I remember watching, you know, Mike Carroll would do hard yes, flips to the side. Dude, uh, modus operandi opening line. Oh, like, he didn't do a, oh, he did do a hard flip yeah, at the end. Yeah. 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 That, that line's incredible. Mm-hmm. That's one of the, most. That was one of the first flippy hard flips. I've yeah, I, I never seen him do, doing it in like some line mm-hmm. in a four and one. I was like, "What the fuck was that?" Mm-hmm. And I, but like, I know every trick, but like, I, that that's a hard flip. Yeah, you were so used to seeing it that like vertical way that you mm-hmm. never really saw it the actual way. It's supposed to, like a technical hard flip. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was like, and then I saw Justin Case doing it. I don't know if you remember Justin mm-hmm. Case. He wrote for City, City Stars. Stars kid. Yeah, yeah, super sick dude, and he would do them like that. And I just got super pumped. And I remember learning, dude, it took me a, I was like 360 flipping shit. I was already like filming, mm-hmm. but that trick, I think in my wheels or hot wheels I had in the issue 63, four and one, I did a hard flip in the line at the Santa Monica. Uh, there's the, the, the sand gaps. I did it in the line. That's the first hard flip I ever like pretty much filmed or like did it. Like, oh, no way. like I just, I was so hard to learn that. Yeah. Like the front shove it kickflip way, yes. right? And I filmed that was the first one. And then it took me like six months. So it was weird to learn a trick, like to really want to learn that trick and then kind of perfect it in a weird mm-hmm. way. So yeah, trick's fun. So so where you're at right now, speaking of, of hard flips, uh Ryan Gallant, oh, hard yeah. flip uh connoisseur, yeah. you'd say, has an incredible brand called Visit Skateboards. Yes. Yes and, he does. And that's the boards you're skating right now, right? That's the boards I'm skating right now. I'm it's kinda cool just to like go back to working with Ryan, right? Because we rode for Expedition together. And he was honestly one of my favorite skaters when the PJ Lab video came out. Him and PJ and Jeremy, I was like, these guys are the shit. <clears throat> and then a uh, big fan of Ryan, um, I, he just hit me up. He was like, dude, you want a board? I'll give you a board. And I was kind of like, 
I was like, dude, I'll be honest with you. I want a board because I think it's a really cool story. But I'm just like, I'm not going to be filming video parts, dude. He's like, it's all good. You're good. I was like, thanks, dude. <laughs> I appreciate that. So, like, it's like more of like, you know, just go do what you do and whatever, you know. Mm-hmm. But I'm going to help him out a little bit. Like, he'll ask me if, what do you think? What, uh, if, he'll send me to some designs. But what do you think? So, it's, it's really cool. And that dude's awesome. Mm-hmm. Like, you know what I mean? He's very particular in the way he does mm-hmm. things. So, any if he brings me anything, usually it's like, I don't really need to say anything. It's like mm-hmm. already good, you know. You know, it's pretty wild, dude. I've never talked about it on this show or anything, but uh, he is from the exact same town as me in Massachusetts. No way. And he used to pick me up when I was in middle school. I was probably like a the eighth grade or something like that. I was obsessed with skating. You know that age where you're just like, it is the. It's everything. It's ev- it's everything. Yeah, it's yeah. literally everything. Like people are talking about other shit. And you're like, oh yeah, fucking. You want to? <laughs> what do you? I don't even know. Like, dude, ride your bike to the skate park yeah. with it on your backpack and just skate from like nine in the morning till fucking dark, basically. Yeah, yeah. And and uh, so around that time when I was just hyper obsessed, he his older sister or my older sister and his older brother were friends. They knew each other from the same town. He would pick me up. And I would go skate True East. Oh, wow. And, uh, and it was before they were filming for PJ Ladd's Wonderful Horrible Life. And it was just incredible because that 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 Wonderful Horrible Life came out. That Expedition Alone part came out. Yeah. And, you know, for me to see somebody from my hometown, in little town in Massachusetts, go on to be in the DC video and be pro and just realize, like, oh, shit. Like, and, and take the time to pick me up and go skate. Yeah. It, changed, it honestly changed my life. It changed the trajectory of my life because I think I was like, it's possible yeah. to make it out of this little town in Massachusetts. Yeah. And it's just cool to see what he's doing now with Visit because, you know, it's just like there's it, for a long time it was like Element and fucking Zero. And there's like a handful of huge brands yeah. that were kind of untouchable. And now you see these little brands like like Visit's like he's running out of his garage. Yeah. You want to you start a brand? Like you fucking start a brand and it's awesome. Yeah. And I... I I don't, that's a lot of work. A board brand too. Well, there's a board shortages and shit yeah. like that. I'm like, fuck, that must be terrifying mm-hmm. to go through all that stuff. Yeah. But him and his wife do it together and it's rad yeah. to see. So dude, you buy a board from him, you get like a little handwritten note and yeah. a fucking board. And it's like, dude, it's awesome. Yeah. I trip out. Like, if I see people posting like, Oh, I got your board. I'm like, dude, that's so crazy. Thank you. Mm-hmm. It's like, I appreciate all the, all the fans out there, man. Totally. I, I, I always, I, yeah, I just never looked at, I don't know. I trip out that I'm here. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? I don't. It's just a fun time, and if someone respects what I do, then thank you. Because mm-hmm. I don't know, I just love what I do, so yeah, I appreciate dude. it. And I also find it really cool where you're just like figuring out brands that you're like aligned with, you know, yeah. as opposed to being like, well, I'm gonna try to squeeze the most. I, I got my own like whatever. I'm gonna squeeze the most money out of this company or that, or try to do. You're like, oh, I'm just doing my thing, and like if you're aligned with it and you're cool with this is what I'm gonna do, then. Then yeah. let's figure it out, you know, yeah. and that's awesome. It's worked out really well. It seems like yeah, I've I don't like I don't know how I got into the position, but I'm just it, Don. People give me the Don gives me like hey, you, you just do what you do. You know yep. what I mean? You don't have to go film this video part. I mean, if you want to, go for it. Like whatever. Yeah. But yeah, I'm giving a lot of free range to do things, so it's cool. Uh, one one thing Don was saying too, he he attributes because I was doing my research talking to Don Brown, and he was saying he thinks that you're you're. Your positivity has a lot to do with it because you're you're, oh, you're wow. a very positive person. I think uh, that thanks. goes a long way. You know, I, I mean, it's crazy. We're skate. We're we're out here snowboarding and skating this for a living, right? And there's no one. No one told you how this was going to work. You know, yeah. There's no blueprint. Uh, a lot there's, of people told you it might not work. Yeah, <laughs> and like you know, not going to co- I didn't go to college or anything like that. So I'm just I've had fun this entire time, and a lot of people don't get to do that. So I'm just 
happy to be just dude. We're just hanging out with my favorite skaters and friends, and that's it, dude. So it's fun. That's dude, cool. Especially yeah. also though, being being kind of positive in a world of uh, harsh critics. You know, it's kind of cool to hate on shit, and and yeah. you, you gotta have you gotta have a line of what's cool and what's not to a degree. But it's kind of cool also to be like open minded. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, everyone has their own shit talking ways or whatever. You yeah. know, you're like even bullshitting with your friends and yeah, whatever. But I just try to put out into to the world. I don't try to put out. Actually, I don't. I'm not trying anything. I just genuinely just. I'd rather hear positive things than negative things. I think a lot of people would say that, but that's why it, the internet's nuts too. The last year was like there was so much shit on the internet. It was mm-hmm. nuts. But uh, yeah, positivity I, breeds positivity. Yeah, it's so it's a good way to be. Yeah, I mean, what do you would you rather feel negative or like? Would you rather be sad about something or be happy? I mean, yeah. I don't know. Some people seem to be want to be sad about stuff, but not me. Yeah, I mean, it's not my style. Uh, what do we got next, dude? Okay, <laughs> here we go. You pick something. I was like, what's going on? Well, the next section uh, we're going to be talking about pub beer for a hot second. Uh, oh, this I, right here. Yeah, that's what you're drinking. How yeah. is that thing? It's delicious. I'm going to finish the rest of it. Yeah, put yeah. it down. So, uh, pub beer is a great beverage company. They support the show. They're a big reason. They're a presenting sponsor of the show. Uh, their their motto is what, buds? Cheap, fun beer. And is it cheap, fun beer? It's cheap, it's fun, and it's delicious. How fun would you say that beer is? On a scale of 1 to 10? 12. Wow. Okay. <laughs> Dude, that's, that's fucking sick. <laughs> I, just, I, I just pounded the rest of it. I'm like, whoa. <laughs> That's fun, dude. <laughs> All right. <laughs> See, Kelly's having a good time. I've okay. only had one, so yeah. I'm feeling it's cheap fun beer, It's dude. a great yeah. beer. Yeah. All right, we're going to get to the pub beer crap shoot. Here we go. Welcome to the pub beer crap shoot. <laughs> Dave, Ch- Dave Chappelle saying clackety, 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 clack. Uh, very poor audio recording did on my phone. But uh, <laughs> so... Um, <laughs> Basically, what you're going to do is you got some dice in front of you. Oh, okay. You roll those. Uh, so anywhere between 2 and 12, if it lands on a Goon Gear logo, that means you, that's uh, a 6, I believe. And then there's something that aligns you might have to do. You might have to talk about your worst bail, uh, your favorite person to party with, things like that. So go ahead and give that thing a roll. All right. Four. four. We got a four. Oh, ironically, what is your worst bail of your career? Ooh, worst bail. Uh, it's a pretty easy one to talk about. Uh, it's actually documented on the internet. Uh, I broke my ankle skating the Westchester Park in LA. I I tried to three sixty off this bump over a can, and it like my trucks were it, the the bushings were all like blown out, and my it was super hot out, so the trucks felt really weird, and it wasn't my normal setup. And it just it what, and I tried to tray flip, and it, I kept doing it, but it doesn't didn't feel right. I was trying. I don't know why I was doing this. I was tray flipping over this bumble or can. I was doing it every try. And then after I was trying nollie tray, for some reason, I was trying to land it. And then right after nollie tray on flat mm. ground, just to like whatever. And I couldn't do the nollie tray. So I kept doing the 360 flip. And my board, like when I tray flipped, it is zipped out all weird. And it got under my feet. It started spinning. And my foot came down on the truck sideways. And it popped out sideways. Oh, God. Ooh. And I was talking about this last night. I don't know how. Dude. My foot popped out sideways, and I'm sitting there. I'm like, oh, my God, oh, my God, I can't believe this is, like, insane. And that that feeling, like, it hurts, but you're like, what the hell's going on? You're like, the adrenaline's flying. I don't know why, but I somehow had the, the reasoning to pull out my phone 
and po- shoot a photo of it and post it on Instagram. Whoa, right then like, and there? Like, on my page. This is in 2011. It was Jeez. January 4th, 2011. And I posted it on Instagram. I don't know how I did that. <laughs> like, you know, like, why or how? Mm-hmm. And then I went into the ER, and I had to sit there, uh, my foot hanging off sideways. They wouldn't <sighs> do anything. They couldn't put me out because I had been chugging so much water because I was skating that, like, you can't have anything in your system. It's like if you go get surgery, you mm-hmm. usually can't drink the night or eat or drink the yeah, night before. Yeah, you can't eat or drink since yeah. uh, midnight or something. Yeah, so like they had, I had to wait there for four hours, oh, God. just sitting at my, looking at my leg. I was so out of it, dude. The morphine they were giving me, whatever they were giving me, I was like, this is kind of fun. <laughs> like, but I was like, I shot another photo in the. I was, I don't know why I was doing that, going through Instagram. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know what I was doing, but um, that was probably my worst fail. Beautiful. Well, that sounds, right. <laughs> yeah, that sounds like a. Uh, how, how did the picture do on Instagram? People, people into it. Well, actually, you know what's funny? <laughs> you know what's funny? I remember talking to P Rod about that, and P Rod was like, "Dude, I unfollowed you when you posted that." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but he like, oh, we, I mean, we follow each other now. And then he but followed it, you back. Yeah, he's all bu- you just bummed him out because, like, like, come on, man. Like, there's some people that have those things. They see him, they like, no, 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 no. Yeah, like, yeah. Fucking, mm-hmm. like, I'm I, out. I heard someone, my friend, I posted mm-hmm. a photo of a snake a long time ago. Mm-hmm. And like my friend unfollowed me because like, I can't unfollowed I can't, you. I can't stand snakes. I was like, Jesus, unfollow your friends. Can't please everybody. <laughs> <laughs> but okay, yeah. we're gonna get into a little section of the show we do called hot takes. Uh, so we like to ask, and generally we ask the snowboarder, but we ask skateboarder. Who is the Michael Jordan or the goat of skateboarding? Who you got? Who man, I would say both male and female. Give us both that. Wow. I mean, there's so many different aspects of the way you could look at that, like the OG or what's going on now. I would say right now, uh, Shad Ware. Wow, great answer. Yeah. Uh, this the way, because he's so well-rounded at every, like, flat ground to skating transition to skating stairs to handrails to whatever it is. Like, he, and he looks buttery when he does it. So, and he's got the best, like, one of my favorite styles. Yeah, he looks so cool. He's yeah. yeah. It's weird, too, because it's like, He's not robotic in any way. Mm-hmm. It's just it's just flows well and stylish. Mm-hmm. Some people are very very robotish. Yeah, if that makes it's not yeah. even a word, but you know what I mean. Robotic. Yeah, robotic, robotic would yeah, be yeah. the word I think. Yes, that would be a good one. Um, that's it's a pub beer kicking. <laughs> um, Shout out to pub beer. Yeah, and then female. Good question. I mean, I would say Raisa is like up there, but she's has. I don't have more of a story from her yet. Um, Man, uh, Alexis Sablone. Oh, great answer. Yep. I would say that because, I mean. PJ Led's one of horrible life was a long time ago. Yeah. She's no, had she, some years. She's, she's just in the Olympics, dude. Yep. That's And she's kept it 50-50. The hub is still like, yeah. dude, so good, man. Mm-hmm. So sick. Dude, sidebar, I remember listening to Aishad's episode of the Nine Club. And uh, I'm er is so good because he talks about skating like twin boards or whatever. Like oh, the twin tails. Twin tails. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's like, you do a front shove. You just keep on going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's a weird thing. That's such a weird concept. And I, and I I was like, but dude, your trucks, because yeah. my trucks are different. Like, they feel different. If mm-hmm. I switch my board around, it yeah. feels way different. I can't ride it backwards. Yeah. Right. Unless I'm skating switch, right? Like, mm-hmm. you, and he's like, no, it's just the same on both sides. I'm like, that is wild. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Uh, so if you had a dream skate session, you had one skate session in your life, three people, who are you going skating with? I'm going to say P Rod, can I get dude P Rod in when he was like eighteen years old? 
That, oh yeah. When I that first era. when I first skating saw for it, S. Yeah, when he was skating for S in like City, City Stars. Stars yep. Baggy pants, little kid. But like in Bloom. I would yep. skate with him back then. I would ju- just met him. Mm-hmm. And it was literally mind blowing to see him in person. Like to see him skate. Because you saw the videos and it was super sick. You know he was good. But you saw him in person, you're like, he did a switch train. We're like talking. He's like, Oh yeah, you're Kelly Hart, right? Yeah, dude, I heard about you from the whatever. And like we're skating the spot. And it was actually a trick he had and yeah, right. I think he like switch crooked this ledge. I was when we met, the day we met, and he just we're sitting there. You know, you kind of start talking with someone, and you just like get your board and like tray flip or whatever. He was talking to me, and he just kind of set up for switch tray and did the best switch tray I've ever like proper like catching like a regular tray flip. And I was like, what? Like, so that era of Piro, I'm getting really descriptive. I like this. Yeah, <laughs> this, is <perfect. laughs> this is ideal answer here. Uh, Brian Wenning. Oh wow, because he's like my favorite. We're skater. talking photosynthesis era. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So that era. Yep. That's good. Yeah, exactly that era. And then maybe I would say Van England. Oh, wow. Yeah. Maybe Van England around like when he was riding for DC, Mm. when he had the cornrows. Yeah. (laughs) That that curve ledge, he does like switch Mongo push for a long time. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, Crook, Reaver. Yeah. Yeah. Like that, like, I'm just, I don't know. Those guys are my favorite, some of my favorite skaters. But Mm -hmm. three, that's, yeah, I would choose those three. Okay, I got another thing. Sidebar: um, I, I, Eastern Border made a T-shirt, I believe, and they—they, they, I think they said, uh, "Switch Mongo is still Mongo." What are your thoughts on that? Switch Mongo is is definitely accepted. Yes, it's not it's not bad. It, Mongo, I won't even say. I don't like. You won't see anyone pushing Mongo. No, that, that knows what they're doing, right? <laughs> like, <laughs> knowing that you that knows what they're doing pushes Mongo. That would be weird, and it would be interesting. With all these skaters coming out doing all the like, different types of skating, it'd be really interesting to see if someone could make Mongo look good. Imagine if like Wade D pushed Mongo. Yeah, and like, he made it look good, but he, then he sets up and does a tray. Yeah, <laughs> you're like, but like you, it, it's it's almost aesthetically, it just doesn't look right. Yeah, you know what I mean. No matter how good you could do a Mongo push, mm-hmm. regular. Yeah, it doesn't because yeah. your shoulders aren't backwards. Or yeah, something. that's got, why switch Mongo works is because the shoulders and, are there. Yeah, like it has the same stance as the regular one. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I, I don't agree with switch Mongo is Mongo. You see Josh Kalis pushing at a bump over trash can, switch Mongo, and yeah, turning his shoulders like I'm sorry, all bets are off at that point. Switch yeah. Mongo is acceptable. Yeah, dude, there's so many. Like I love seeing like Tiago Lemos kind of pushing that still. Like you know what I mean? It makes it look good. And most people don't really realize that, but as a someone who grew up skating, I totally see that. You know, so mm-hmm. I think it's really cool. Great little talking point. Yeah. So there's um, no one who pushes Mongo anymore. Is that what's up? I mean, there might be when there's younger, like the younger kids. Yeah. There's I had, no, I had like a homie. pros that you know of that do it? No pros. I had a homie. Uh, his name's Ollie back home. He uh, he grew up. I went to my high school and skated the park. He skated for like years and would do huge airs out of like this bump and stuff like that. And he pushed Mongo. And I, it, it, I, it, it, it never hit to me. To like I was like, I wasn't like, maybe I was like 20 years old. And I was like, dude, you're still pushing Mongo. <laughs> like, like, I kind of didn't realize that. I was like, well, that's what I had never, it didn't really make a difference. Mm-hmm. I was, but just interesting. We're going to talk about the bomb hole of the week right now, buds. Let's get into it. You know what? First, we should maybe just talk about uh, violently ragdolling. Yes. It's something that I don't care what your skill level is, no one is above it. You know who is a master of ragdolling? I, I can think of a lot of people. Who are you thinking? Well, I'm thinking about Pat Moore. Pat Moore. Uh, also, <laughs> if I got to say, Timmy Ronan has put some of the biggest uh, bomb holes, hot tubs I've ever seen in jump landings. You should have seen Johnny Paxson out there. Six, oh, yeah. six foot six, 
Just landing a with all appendages out. Ten person dual jet hot tub. Exactly. Bomb hole in the landing. <laughs> Love that. Well, if you're gonna be if you're gonna be absolutely exploding in jump landings, what are you gonna want, buds? You're gonna want Volcom Outerwear's patented ZipTech jacket to pant interface. Now, why is that, buds? Tell me. I'll tell you what. What this does, it allows you to connect your jacket to your pants with a zipper. And it's going to keep winter out of your boxer shorts, pretty much. It's going to keep you dry. Keep your outerwear dry all day, or your, not your outerwear, but your... Keep your underlayers dry. Underlayers dry yeah. all day long, keeping you out of the lodge, keeping you having a longer day, and just uh, not going home frozen. Absolutely. I would imagine that the amount that uh, Pat Moore tomahawks and bomb holes, he probably would have like a multiple hypothermia instances if you didn't have zip tech exactly you probably wouldn't have made it out of the backcountry some of those days what's cool about this technology is it's it's it works with the uh older jacket to a newer jacket so if you want to get a new jacket but you have older pants no problem it all still is compatible it's in their women's it's in their men's it's in the junior outerwear and uh like like we were saying before you can attach a junior pair of pants to a double xl men's jacket if if you so desire that's some, that's some great technology. It's uh you know it's it's almost like having a one piece, but you don't need, you're not you're wearing a separate separate gear. It's pretty much like having a spacesuit out there. There you go. Well, you don't want to fart in the in the spacesuit. The only downside is it might get trapped in there. It might be a little bit of a disaster. Uh, I, unconfirmed. Uh, so what 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 do we got going on here with giveaways? So if you could post on Instagram your favorite bail hashtag. Volcom bomb proof at the bomb hole at Volcom snow. And what's going to happen? You're going to get yourself a little prize pack from Volcom prize pack from us at the bomb hole. One of your favorite riders, Scott Blum, maybe Mike Grav, maybe uh, Pat Moore. They're going to pick the winner. And again, it, this can be a bail on a rail. It doesn't have to be in the powder. It's kind of your best bail. And what's the hashtag buds? Volcom bomb proof. Okay. So make sure you upload your bail clips on Instagram and hashtag at the bomb or tag at the bomb hole and hashtag Vulcan bomb proof. Let's see those memorable bales. I'm talking scorpions. I'm talking carcass tossing. I want to see it all. Let's I'd go. I'd like to see a good taco as well. Yes. Love a good a taco. A good taco. Let's go. Okay. We're going to get one last guest question. And this is from a friend of snowboarding, ripping snowboard, ripping human, Dave Marks. Here we go. Oh, yes. This one is coming from somebody with legs made of concrete that, um, has been trying to, in a very literal sense, up their game. Can pop be learned to an extent, or is it God-given? That's my question. That's actually a good question, because people are like, how do you kick up so high? Like, when you're younger, they ask that. And it's just repetition of practicing, you know what I mean? Um, I think you just naturally try to, like, when you learn it, perfect the trick, you start to, like, put more power into it, and it gets higher and higher. But, I mean... Getting pop like Tiago, that's that's insane. I don't know. That's I don't know if everybody can do that. Yeah. Some people just have an unnatural pop. Some people have not. Some people develop that over time, but some people just have that. Mm -hmm. So yeah, all those acai bowls or something. Yeah, dude. I don't. He switched back tail that ledge of Makba. That thing is. Uh, it's probably taller than this, dude. Mm -hmm. it, it is so unbelievably high. Mm -hmm. That was like when that trick one trick of the year. That was a weird one, dude. Because that was like it was like. Jamie Foy's front crook versus switchback tail on a tall ledge. Mm -hmm. Such different types mm -hmm. of skating that are insane, you know? But I guess what, but it's interesting, right? Like, what would you, what could you rather, I would rather try to switch back tail, but I could never come close yeah. to it. I couldn't get up to it. Yeah. I, 
I would never want to try front crook El Toro. Oh yeah. But I could physically try it, but I would actually probably physically die. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> so it's a, it was such a, like I didn't choose that one, but it was like, mm -hmm. it was a hard one. That one was a hard one to choose. Yeah. That I'm year. sure there's some, a lot of debate going yeah. on for that. One thing I'm curious about is who are your influences growing up when you're a kid, who are your early skate influences? Early skate. I mean, Costin. I think the way, obviously he was like the, one of the best skaters, but the way he dressed, like you look at photos of me when I was a kid, I tried to dress just like him, mm -hmm. like Huff, just the way he did stuff. His style was so unique and like him, I didn't really, I never really liked lip slides on ledges, mm -hmm. but he made me like lip slides on ledges, you know? Um, I, I, dude, Brian Wenning was in my, when I was like developing, like actually skating and filming, he, he became one of my favorite skaters. But I think early on, definitely, like, I would say costume. Just, I don't know. He made me fall in love with S. He's wearing the shoes, the, this costume one shoe. Kalis, Josh Kalis, for sure. I remember, like, it was a period, like, in eighth grade, I was just, like, obsessed with, like, DC and Kalis. That's why I started learning trade flips. Mm -hmm. I was like, that just looks fun. Mm -hmm. um, and who else? PJ Ladd at one point, when that, when that video came out. That was just like that hit. That was one video that hit uh, everywhere. Like there was across the board, everyone was trying to be PJ Lad. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? The like, SXL was yeah. in heavy rotation. Oh, dude, he made that shoe. Even though it was already like the best skate shoe, he made it even bigger. That was a pretty cool moment, actually. Just seeing that, like when that video came out, to like change the game mm -hmm. when VHS tapes were fucking going down. Oh, you know? yeah, so. that was unreal, dude. Going back to that Brian Wenning time period, I remember being a kid. And he had an interview where he talked about, like, they're like, how'd you get so good? Or something like that. It was like a pro spotlight around the time photosynthesis came out. Uh -huh. And he basically said he, he's like, I would just go and do an alley and skate flat with a gallon of water. And I, I remember just, like, reading that and, like, <laughs> going and doing that. I'd literally just be like, I'm going to go to the store. I'm going to go to 7-Eleven. I'm going to get a gallon of water. I'm going to skate flat for, like, six hours. And yeah. like, that's yeah. how he got so good at switch tray flips. And yeah. Like, he has his tricks dialed, mm -hmm. right? And it was like, yeah. Well, that's the most Brian winning thing to do, though. Yeah. It's like to go get water and go to an alley, mm -hmm. like and skate. It's pretty sick. One, one thing Gallant used to always say, too, I remember when I was a kid, I don't know if he still stands by this, but he used to say flat ground was the key to skateboarding. Yeah, I could see that. I mean, I think it is. Yeah, what are your thoughts on that? You can skate flat ground anywhere. Like, that's like the most accessible type of skateboarding to do, I would say, right? That's why I related to it, because I didn't have like a freaking ramp in my house. Um, but I think if you can develop good tricks, like I just think it shows that your skate you can develop you can use that go to fucking do it on transition and do it downstairs or flip into handrails and it kind of like broadens your skating a lot. So I think it's the key for I, don't, I think Daywan might have said that too somewhere. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I I agree with that. It's basically the fundamentals, right? It's fundamentals for yeah. sure. Like, you, dude, I trip out. There, I didn't get a chance to see it, but there was that vert alert thing that happened. Yeah, yeah. I saw the footage. It was incredible. I saw Bob Burnquist. It was rad to see him skating in S's because I sent him a box recently. Yes. Dude, he was doing switch flips on like, the big extension, and I was like, sick. That's so gnarly to do that shit. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? But, yeah, I think I think flat ground, that's why I, I like it so much because it's pleasing to watch. Mm -hmm. Especially I was I, did, I didn't say this to Mike Mo this last week. I was about to let him say it to him because I was like, dude, I got to I wanted to say, I'm like, dude, when I watch your flat crown, it like makes me happy. <laughs> <laughs> like it's weird to say that to your friend no. though, but I was like, when I watched your footage, like when I was a kid, we we're the same age or like I was a little older, but I was like, you, your flat crown made me want to go skate. Mm -hmm. And I, I don't know. I think that's cool. Uh, who do you think has the best kickflip? Uh, you might stump me on that one. There's so many good ones. 
Like Gallant honestly has a really good kickflip. Wade has a good kickflip. Uh, P Rod, dude, I don't know. Like <laughs> back then, oh, like Appleyard had a really sick oh, kickflip yeah. because he was like so like just mellow when he mm-hmm. did it. Arms were down. He just kick the ball buttery, you know. You're saying all goofy skaters. You think they're you have a bias? I I think I have a bias. Do you? Yeah. Are I you like, regular footed? I'm goofy. I skate you, goofy. You know what's so weird? I, I like watching the goofy. Yeah, I, you snowboard regular, huh? Yeah. What? Yeah, it's bizarre. Yeah, bizarre. I do you the skate same thing when goofy. I used to skate, yeah. Yes, it's actually a lot a common thing. Not that common, but it's there's other. But people. it's common enough. Yeah. Do you do you have a reasoning kind of behind it, or maybe some sort of I, logic? I always thought. Um, I, I have a weird ambidextrous thing. Like Me too. I think I, I play hockey lefty, golf righty, um, skate goofy, snowboard regular. Which way do you surf? Surf goofy. Me too. And I uh. I think it it might add something to do with the fact that I got a board like a Walmart board called the Black Snow, and the bindings were just set up regular as a kid. So I just learned regular. Oh. But it, but if you think about it, like I'm way more comfortable doing almost just about everything regular. It's just like if I'm gonna bomb up, if you know snowboarding when you're if I'm going straight into a jump and I'm going fast like regular, I'm so comfortable regular. If I gotta do the same thing switch, it's it's significantly like more scary to do. You know, if you're, so what do you think is harder for you, skating switch on a skateboard or switch on a snowboard? Uh, probably on a skateboard, just but some flip tricks like maybe my switch flips a little better than my kick flip, and so which is cer- certain things are are different. It's kind of weird. There's some you know you, certain people. I just think my right leg's stronger, so. Like what switch, about your shoulders? Do they they turn backwards on switch heels and and switch front shoves? They're I'm turned backwards and switch back lips on a snowboard. They're turned backwards because that's because it, it looks switch looks switch because that's okay, another okay. thing. Yeah, yeah. Because like, you know, P Rod has a thing where his shoulders are open on his like on some of his like where you it doesn't even look switch. Yeah, I see. So I very few people have that talent. I wouldn't even say P-Rod has that talent. He, he has the actual physical talent of mm-hmm. skateboarding, but he doesn't have that way of... Have you seen, you know, Leandre Sanders? The guy that has no switch, basically. Yes. Switch guy? Like, is that his name? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Or Skategoat. Skate he's is, the yeah. homie. Fucking yeah. best dude. But that is some different that type. Does, that doesn't make any sense. That doesn't make any sense. That's what I mean. That, what I mean, like, he doesn't have talent is, like, he doesn't have that... Where, like, you can go each stance and your yeah. sh- shoulders are wide open. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you do, like, it would trips me out when he has a 180. Mm-hmm. And in the air, you see his shoulders move, but then they do the same thing when he lands. It's not like when I do a 180, my shoulders are closed off, mm-hmm. right? When he does a 180, his shoulders are open. He 180s and his shoulders are still open. Mm-hmm. It's a really weird thing to look at because mm-hmm. you're so used to seeing people skate switch. Like, you, you know what they're skating switch. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, there's only a handful of people. And I saw someone else doing this. Oh, you know, the thing about that is, too, is that he skates street regular and he skates transition what? goofy yeah it's that's dude, wild it's bizarre yeah. looking you can't figure it out you're like sitting there my wires get crossed watching you, him skate you're like what's going the, on i remember seeing him on instagram like in 2015 and he was skating the venice park and he would skate the like the fucking uh the bowl and shit like that and he'd come out in the street course in the same clip and you were like how did these do like a huge backside air and then a backsmith and a back tail then come out and then kill a front nose grind down the rail like the other way, like switch foot, was yeah. that switch foot front nose grind. That was insane. And then it w- was a back tail and then the deep end, s- like switch. So you look <laughs> yeah. and figure it out. Huh? Yeah, that's so crazy. It was super cool to see that. So I mean, yeah, I mean that's crazy. You do that though. That's fucking pretty cool. Yeah, there's a, there's a few other uh, people that are fucking heavy hitters that do that. I do. Uh, um, 
I, this is not really that crazy, but I dribble. I play basketball, dribble left hand and shoot right. Oh, okay. That's yep. not like, and like I try to dribble right handed. I yeah. guess it just doesn't feel as natural. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Well, I, I skateboard goofy, but I fingerboard regular. So that's, <laughs> that's actually a little bizarre as well. That Sick. is bizarre. <laughs> yeah, that's super weird. Dude. <laughs> <laughs> that's amazing. Well, Dan, we've been doing this thing for a minute. Um, but one thing I think would be cool for actually before we even start wrapping it up, we got to, we got to ask you about snowboarding. You no, ever been? I've been snowboarding twice. Zoomies 100K? <laughs> no. Where'd you go? Uh, so the first time was, I can't even remember where I was. I don't know. I think Big Bear? Big Bear? Big Bear, Big yep, Bear yeah. or Mammoth? Yeah. What's more accessible from where Big I live? Big Bear. Uh, Big Bear. Sponsor. So I was a Big Bear. Yeah. Yep. I did that, and honestly, I can't, like, here's the thing I have about snowboarding, is that, like, it was... I have nothing against snowboarding, to be honest. But I have this weird thing in my head that happened. Remember I told you about my ankle that I broke it? Yep. The day before, I went snowboarding. And I don't know why, but I associate my time snowboarding oh, with that. A trauma. With that ankle breaking. It. It, had nothing, it had nothing to do with it, like, physically. Yeah. But, like, I've never, like, I've never, I've snowboarded one other time. It was my second time ever in my life snowboarding. And then, then that next day, literally broke my ankle so, so it's just it was like it was it was, a, it was association so i was like oh man i like i don't know why i was like do you want to go snowboarding i was like no i don't but even though i never got hurt snowboarding yeah. it's because i associated with that that's crazy. that's a, but I, i'm super down to go snowboarding but what i've always had this problem with like i used to surf a lot but i got over surfing because i had to go to the beach and to fucking do all this oh, fucking process it. for yep. it. If I want to go snowboarding, I have to get my board. I have to. I don't have a board. <laughs> <laughs> it's a process. It's a process. I have to go far away to do mm-hmm. it. And my skateboard just took over because it's literally in my driveway. Mm-hmm. Um, I do. I trip out. I watch the thirty-two. When so my my uh, old roommate at the Nine Club house before the Nine Club started, we have a friend Josh Cunningham. Um, he loves snowboarding, and he showed me a thirty-two video. And I was like, oh, because you're in that video, yeah. right? Yeah. I was like, oh, fuck, there's Chris. That's like, I know the dude. But like, I was, I was like, whoa, whoa, dude. You, would, you guys were doing this shit? This is insane. <laughs> like, like, I was really tripping like on the spots you were finding. Like, because I know the logic between finding a spot, but also like you're finding these spots. You're building these spots. Yeah, a lot of work. A lot of work. And I'm like, this is wild. Like I know Dave Marks. Yeah. Uh, I don't. I know you, and I I know who Scott <laughs> Stevens is, but like I I don't know a lot about it. But I I went to a snowboard premiere at a Zoomies event in October in 2017, and it was one of the craziest videos I've ever seen. <laughs> but um, yeah, I'm a fan. It's like I just don't have the access of doing. Yeah, it. totally. No. I I did it. So when I started, I was automatically thought I was going to be good because yeah. I could skate. But I went down, I was started writing, and I was like, okay, I'm going to go right. And I'm like, I'm not turning right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going like, right. You know what I mean? Like, totally. Yeah. Like, you know, like, you're a skateboarder, like, hey, well, you want to turn right? Oh, you just go that way. Like, yeah. it's easy. You put your truck out or, like, whatever, your tail, and yeah. go that way or lean that way. Now, I was like, there was a whole new process of how to balance and turn. Yeah. And it took me, and I grew up, honestly, like, I don't know what the, the is there, if there's any beef between snowboarders and skiing, I have no idea. But... I remember as a kid, we would go to, um, what's it called? I would go to uh, Lake Tahoe. We had a little, like, a place out there, and I would go. Uh, I learned as young, I was a young kid. I learned to ski. And so I got really, I actually got pretty good. I felt really comfortable oh, okay. skiing. Ripping ski. But okay. I didn't know snowboarding was a, the snowboarding wasn't really a thing back then, it I feel like. It was not quite as popular. It was a thing. Yeah. yeah but, but I didn't know anything about I didn't know about skating or anything yeah. at that point. I was, like, five. Oh, God. You yeah. know what I mean? 
So in my whole family, they were all skiing. Like it just wasn't snowboarding wasn't in my even didn't know they existed. And then when I saw a snowboard, I was like, oh, I want to do that. That looks way better than skiing. No offense to the skiers. I actually have a friend, David Levin, I grew up with, it, and he made these crazy, he worked for, I can't remember what the name of the company was. He worked for a crazy ski company making the videos, and that shit was nuts. Dude, they're going fakey. Fucking, yeah, they go yeah. backwards. Yeah, going backwards. Yeah. Oh. Snowboarding kind of changed skiing. Is that what, okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, it did. They started yeah. making twin tips because, yeah, true. That's of, because a good point. of snowboarding, yeah. and then they can go backwards better now. And mm-hmm. I mean, I, th- I just thought that was really crazy. But I, ever since I saw a snowboard, I was like, I just want to snowboard because mm-hmm. I could relate to that. Um, I had a real, and then I went those two times, and then I, ne- I dude, I have seen the snow maybe 20 times in my life. You know what I mean? Like, I don't go up there. So it's not like, I don't know. I just don't mm-hmm. have that. And I skateboarding takes over over every, everything. Mm-hmm. So I'm just going to go do it in front of my house. Mm-hmm. Makes sense. So. Well, the one thing that's funny, too, with like Easton and I, like, we really only travel to places that are cold as fuck yeah. and have snow. So yeah. people are like, oh, you ever been to, like, Hawaii or, like, like anywhere warm? Does or it like, snow there? Nope. But <laughs> have you been to, like, Kazakhstan? <laughs> <and> <laughs> fucking where no, Moscow, yeah, Kazakhstan, China. Yeah, like, anywhere that's, yeah. Well, so, it sounds, like, miserable. But, like, <laughs> like, but it sounds kind of dope. No, like, I, it's we dope like the cold. Miserable. I think we like the cold. But yeah, we like it. The one thing to it. At, at, at Zoomies 100K that I always thought was so funny, it's all these skateboarders, like, Zoomies 100K, all these pro skaters come out, pro athletes from all these different sports and like dude they're all getting fucking destroyed like, <laughs> like broken shoulders like and i remember i don't remember who it was but some pro skater like like blanking on who it was but they're like i'm so hyped to fucking bomb that mountain tomorrow like because it's like bombing a hill on a skateboard yeah. oh, on a snowboard geez. but it's like but it's not really bomb. like you can you can pretty much bomb anything on a snowboard which is not like particularly difficult to like go straight down a hill you yeah. know <laughs> but it's like i'm gonna bomb that hill tomorrow <laughs> So Buds and I, we've traveled to a bunch of fucking wild, cold places. Where do you guys normally go when you guys go skate? Well, it was interesting. You were talking about like you're going to like Kazakhstan or like places that we would never really want to go to if you were just like a, just want to go on vacation. Somewhere, oh right, right, yeah, you know, um, yeah, going to like China. I've been there like six or seven times. Mm-hmm. Wow, and like the randomest places, but it is the best skating. Yeah, like I would never want to just go there just to hang out. Like you go there and it's like you're in a different planet yeah it feels like and then you can't really talk to anyone but it's the best skating in there's it's, it's everywhere mm-hmm. and, and back then when we were going so much they didn't really know what you were doing mm-hmm. you're like oh yeah we're we're destroying your property and fucking whatever like you know like like people say like we're, we're grinding your ledges and everything like that but like they're building this p- perfect places all over the place and they didn't even realize like why are you guys building it like this? This is awesome. <laughs> like, you know, but it, it's funny that there's not a lot of like skaters out there. Mm-hmm. So it was cool at that time to travel out there a lot. And I would go there for like, I went, I was there for two months one time. Just in China. I, yeah. The, the f- dude, that place is a bizarre place. Yeah. Like the, yeah. the food, like how are you feeling about the food when you're there? I got used to it. I kind of yeah. like the food. Do you? I was like, you know. It depends where. Yeah, I mean, it depends I, where. I, I mean, I'm not going to like McDonald's or anything. I mean, I, sometimes I would resort to it, yeah. but I'm not a McDonald's dude. Yeah. Like, even though it's pretty good, but like, <laughs> <laughs> but like, you know, you find your spots there, right? Like, I feel like that's like, there was like a Thai place we went mm-hmm. to where like, Thai is pretty, pretty good. Like, yeah. you know, you can get like, you, you can't really go wrong with shrimp fried rice or chicken mm-hmm. fried rice or something. Right. Yeah. And then you find certain places that are kind of Americanized a little bit. Like they got some Italian food spot, even though it's kind of crazed. Like, yeah, it's a little different. Yeah. And you find your way. You, everything is just a, a, a shock. Mm-hmm. Cause I remember going in there going to seven elevens 
And if you look at the seven, you know, like there's food and like they have the food there, like to, like you know, uh, the, on the fucking rotator thing or whatever. Yeah, the hot food. The hot food stuff. So this is crazy. I was just in Japan for the Olympics. Food at the Olympic or at Seven Eleven in Japan. Oh, it's awesome! It is banging. You yeah. can eat there every day. Every oh, they day, the little pizza day. buns. They yeah. got these hot little buns. Yeah, they got dude, so many good the, the rice, rice balls, triangles, and the yes. balls. Yeah. yeah, the rice balls and triangles. Dude, so good, dude. Mm-hmm. And I would just fuck with that. And then you go to California, or whatever. And it's pretty budget. You know what I mean? Food they have cooking in there. Like when I was a kid, I would crush the hot dogs. But like. Then you go to China and you're like, I don't even know what that is. Yeah, <laughs> it's like an egg in some dark colored soup. Like you like, <laughs> yeah, like, you don't even want to touch that. You stuff. don't, and like it's crazy because I would be in there and I would like shoot a photo. And they're like, no, no, no photos. I'm like, what? Like that's how crazy. It, I don't know if that China was a, you're talking about. Yeah, in yeah China. China's they, what they wouldn't let that. me take photos of the food in Seven yeah. Eleven in China. That's kind of weird. And I was like, why? And they have, like, you can buy all, like, the chicken legs, like, actual chicken legs in, like, plastic packaging that's all, like, crazy done. You yeah. know what I mean? It's just, like, a, and that's just how they live. That's fine. Yeah. But, like, it's such, like, a interesting. Well, also, the thing that I th- found bizarre is that they, they like, don't, the, the citizens of China don't have, like, access to social media or, like, yeah. news. Not to go down, like, a dark yeah, wormhole. But, like, there. yeah, Facebook, Instagram, like, all those things are, it's it's banned. So, they, it's it's there's definitely some some strange things I found happening when I was there just with the culture. And yeah, and like you know, it, it was that was a great place to go to. It's just different, and if you live there, that's just the way you live. Yeah, yeah. It was real, dude. They're they're so not really like it's, and this is not talking shit at all. This is the way that they the way they do stuff. But they're just like. They don't, their personal space is not really. Oh, a thing. Yeah, no, yeah. not like, at all. Like, not at all. It's just way more people. So it's, I remember it's not there. one of the, f- I actually laughed really hard at this one time. I was there with Expedition and Joey Pepper. I was there with him and he was getting off, getting off this train. And trains are packed. And this dude, like, just walks up and just shoulder checks Joey. Not on purpose, just whatever. <laughs> Joey swings around, pissed. Like, I was on a few, like, I'm going to fuck this dude up type <laughs> shit. And the dude just keeps on walking. And I'm just like, it was just so, like, people just don't care. Mm-hmm. They'll fucking spit right next to you. They'll fucking cut in front of you in line. Yeah. That was a crazy one. You'll be standing at the front in line. And the guy will just walk up right in front of you and try to pay. And you're like, this, all the time. All the time. All the time. Like, and they're like, no, here, you just go to the front and pay. I'm like, what? How, like... What do you mean? There's a line here. There's mm-hmm. honestly a line, mm-hmm. but you're still saying it's okay <laughs> yeah. to go to the front and just pay, like, whatever? Like, I just didn't get it. Mm-hmm. And so it's just hard to understand how, how things totally. worked out there. Well, that's one of the coolest things if you look at, you know, when you take a career where you're like, I'm going to fucking pursue skateboarding. Yeah. And you, you're you probably throwing college out the window. You're, you know, chances are you, if you're going to be good at it, you're going to put so much time and effort towards being good at your craft you're not really going to like have as, that much time to focus on school and things like that. Like I always joke, like the best skaters probably barely like, you know, they're so good. They barely know how to cook a fucking egg. You know, some of them, you know, I'm learning that later in life. Yeah. Dude. Like I swear, like I learned a lot. I was so oblivious to like when I was just skating, I didn't understand. I didn't, I was so oblivious to everything. But, but when, when, sorry to, or, yeah. or no, sorry to interrupt, but when you go to China, think about that. You, you learn, you, you're like learning about different cultures. You're learning yeah. maybe street smarts, different kind street of smarts. smarts. Yeah, for sure. But you, it's, you're learning street smarts, but you can't communicate with anybody, <laughs> yeah. right? It's a really interesting thing, but it was just like, it was a really cool thing to do because it gets you out of your bubble. And like, I'm from, you know, Southern California where everything's, the weather's perfect and it's like whatever, you know what I mean? Um, and it's just good to see 
this the world. You forget there's a world out there, mm-hmm. you know. And I think coming from my zone, it was really eye opening and to like as a only skating in Southern California to like seeing Japan, China, going to Barcelona, and just knowing there's a bigger world. That's what op- I when I first when I was a kid, man, I would just only eat chicken fingers and hamburgers and pizza. Like, you wouldn't have put sushi in front of me. I was like, you're tripping, dude. There's no way I'm eating fish. You're out of your mind. It's gross. And then I remember, actually, weird, like, the first time I had sushi, I, like, I was trying to skate this gap with Tony Nguyen, and, and Tyrone was there, too. And uh, I was shooting with Rick Kostick. I tried to shove it heel with this gap, fold my ankle, could barely walk. And they're like, to the point where they had to, like, carry me, basically. And they're like, well, here's the deal, Kelly. Um, you're going to come eat sushi with us because you can't go anywhere else. Like, <laughs> he can't get away. I, can't, I can never. I couldn't even walk. Yeah, I can hear and Tyrone I, saying yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Sure. And, like, you know, and then we went to get sushi. And I'm like, dude, they're like, just try this. It was eel, like freshwater eel or whatever. And I was like, dude, this looks gnarly. And I just tried it. And they're like, how was it? I was like, that was the best thing I've ever it's had. delicious. Yeah. <laughs> and I, like, it was so cool. Like skating really did open my eye to a world of like, not just like, just the culture and food and like music and all these things. So I'm like really grateful to like see that. Cause a lot of people where I'm from don't mm-hmm. see that type of stuff, you know? So, yeah, I don't know if I could do two months in China, but well, it was cool. <laughs> I mean, when I went, it would originally, it was me and Justin Eldridge went, it was supposed to be like 20 days. And then Claraval, it was like me, Justin Eldridge, Guy Mariano. This is for, uh, LRG video? We were just on our own mission. Got it. It yeah. was it was right when China, China was starting to pop off, mm-hmm. and there had been a few trips, and Claraval kind of knew this was, like, this new thing. He was, he went out there with TX and Rodrigo TX, and he showed me the footage, and I was like, I'm coming out there. Like, I got LRG to help out in the expedition. They got me a ticket. And then I told Justin at a, at a Transworld premiere, and I was we were, like, drinking. I'm like, dude, I'm going to China, bro. You should check out some spots. And I showed him the, some of the footage, and he was like, Oh, I'm going. But I thought it was like that thing where you, you get drunk. You're like, yeah, yeah totally. Yeah, deal. See you, going, I'll see you man. there. And then like nothing happens. Dude called me. He's like, yo, I want to go. And so me and Eldridge been at this thing with the China uh, with Clairvall. We're skating out there. We skate these ridiculous spots. We we FaceTime or I forget how we did it. We called Guy because Guy, Guy Mariano, like we're talking to him. And we're like, dude, look at the spot we skated. And he's like, I'm coming out tomorrow. <laughs> and he got a flight that next day, flew out, and we skated, and we filmed for fucking two weeks, and then he went to Thailand. So I'm, like, kind of ran- no, rambling. Is, but keep, it's, keep it going. This it's, is awesome. It's a fun, it was a fun time. Like, I went – so guy comes out. We're skating. We film in Shenzhen. No, I'm sorry. We went to Shenzhen, but – no, I'm sorry. We went to Guangzhou. And then we're skating there for a while, and then Clarival's like, hey, I'm going to go on a little vacation to Thailand. It's like – we're like, oh, cool. We'll just like, I don't know. Like by that time, we'll leave. And then I'm like, no, f- dude, I want to go to Thailand. Fuck it. Like, let's go. We got tickets randomly. Went, went in this island. And uh, he tells me, Koh Samet maybe is what it's called. But one of this island was like, it was one of those like the blue waters. Like you're like, you're like, can't Man. believe you're there. Dude, we chilled for four days with me and LD with like shirts off the whole time, no shoes on, just walking around this island, drinking beers, having good food. And it was like the actual vacation, my first actual vacation. Um, so that was cool. And we went back and we went to Shanghai and I got to skate or was it? Yeah, it was Shanghai and I skated there. It was super sick. And then like that was, it was way more like easier that way rather than staying in one place for two months. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I got to travel around. Move around a little yeah, bit. Yeah, that was fun. That, that's something you find when I think you get older is, you know, Buds and I have been on some trips, like our later ones, and, and you know, we went to Finland recently, and, and, like, 
making sure, you know, when, when you're young, you're like, I just need to get fucking tricks. That's it. Like, yeah. I'm just here to just get tricks. And, like, you're just, like, you know, go, driving through. I remember, like, being on tours or something. And, like, I'm not even – we're, like, Italian countrysides. And I'm, like, playing Big Buck Hunter on my iPad. Like, <laughs> we're driving by, like, old castles and not shit. And I'm, like, yeah, yeah, we're dude. just, like, shooting the bulls and stuff. You're and not like, even, like, aware of what's going on outside. Like, a histo- history going no, on outside. You're, like, I'm just trying to back up this fucking rail. Come on, dude. Yeah. And, then, and then, like, you're – and, and then uh, – but but as you, we've gotten older, we learned, like, just – enjoy that experience you're not going to get it back so you know we went uh to finland and we were like jumping in the cold they have like in the middle of winter these cold uh ponds where you can go swimming and then you there's like a hot sauna and you come out and and then we go like all around just kind of experience the the lay of the land a little bit same with kazakhstan and and like when you're young you you don't really appreciate those type of things yeah you do but that you know going on a on a skate no, dude, that's, trip and then going on vacation is like that's how to do it. Man. Yeah, no, that was I. But I didn't even really want to do that back then either. Yeah, it was I didn't. I was like, well, this is actually kind of tight. But like, it's cool now because I'll like I've never taken vacation other than that one. That was a part of the skate trip, so I don't really call that a vacation. But it's cool to like now. But I went to Hawaii. Actually, with that Hawaii was a. I went to Hawaii on a skate trip and it was basically vacation. Yeah, you know what sweet. I mean. Like it basically was. You Remember Shimadi? Yeah, yeah, dude, that was a cool. You guys shot some cool little like looks on that stuff. Yeah, right? so that was funny because I, f- I went there like before we posted all that stuff. Like I, I went there like a week or no, a month before, and I didn't post any of the stuff I got. I just waited. It's like oh, when Shimadi's shoe comes out, I'll post everything on my story. So it like makes sense because mm-hmm. if I do that, then. Be like, what are you guys doing? And like, oh, wait a month and you'll see. And then like it would come out a month later. So I put that whole experience. And people were like, dude, you're it's cool. You're in Hawaii right now. I'm like, I'm in Venice and I'm <laughs> chilling. But it was but it was such a cool like you were talking about earlier that you don't really go to like warm places, I guess you'd say. Do you, you have you been to Hawaii? No. Dude, you should I have just, it sick. Dude, you should go. Like and I usually don't really care about going to places just to chill. Yeah. But that place is worth it. Cool, because you can go, especially if you have like. I'll link you with a uh, Schmatty's homies out there because that's where he's from in Honolulu, and they showed an amazing time. Like, Shout out to Fitted. <laughs> Give him a big Re- old air horn. Renee Matheson, uh, OG pro, wrote for New Deal back in the day, but uh, he has his company, and like he took us out in his boat, and like we went to the sandbar. Like you, you drive in the middle, or not drive. You, you get your boat, go in the middle of the, of the ocean, and there's a sandbar, and people are just kicking it, drinking beers, and like partying. But when we went, it was super mellow, but it was like a Monday or something. But like this, that'll, and it's like blue waters, turtles, like going around. Oh, they got turtles? Yeah. yeah they got sea turtles. <laughs> oh, see? damn. They got turtles? All right. Yeah. It, don't mess with the turtles, though. They don't like it. Yeah. I don't think it's a good idea to mess with the I mean, I'm not trying to, ma- I just want to see it. That People like cool. to grab them and see oh, yeah. if they'll yeah. pull them around, but they'll tell you, don't, don't yeah. fuck with the turtles. That, that's so. what Schmatty was saying. He's like, yo, we used to just get in those things, just go around. I was like, really? That's this like a Mario normal. Kart type of shit. Kind of. Yeah. Similar. Yeah, and like, uh, yeah, we went and we saw like where they made um, Jurassic Park. Oh, no way. Yeah, it was like this crazy island thing right there. And Mm. like, where the 50 first dates. Okay. There was like all this little zone right there. Yeah, I was like, it was was just really cool to see all that stuff. Mm -hmm. But um, yeah, vacation's tight. I don't do it too often. (laughs) Vacation's tight. Yeah. (laughs) Make that a shirt, dude. (laughs) (laughs) That's a good shirt. Maybe we'll do a bomb hole uh, hole company vacation out there. Dude, to Hawaii? Woo. You guys need to, do you guys take time off to do this podcast or? I'm sure you guys do a little bit, but like I yeah, I do. I need my sanity. Yeah. I go ride my dirt bike. That's my vacation. I'm going actually next weekend to wash to Washington to ride my dirt bike and Sick. I'll take like five days and do that and, and I'm good. But 
So when it's this time of the year, snowboarding's not really a thing right now, right? Like, no. is so. Well, how does that work? Like, how does your job go as a pro snowboarder if there's nothing going on? Do you just go to places like on the other side of the a world? You, you we can right now. It's kind of all yeah, done. People are going over right now. Like a lot of the top what, pros Australia? that compete are going over to uh, Sasfe, which is Sasfe. in Switzerland. Oh. So I used to do that in in you know earlier like 2010s. You go to Sasfe in the fall. So right now you're going to Sauce Fay till it's really good till maybe mid October or something like that. That's a glacier, like that. right? That's so a glacier. So th- that's yeah. like you know they're real real high mountains. And then all summer you can go to Mount Hood for the most part of the summer. So oh, so okay. really when you're when you're really doing it, like the guys that are winning all the contests, they're snowboarding. You know, probably eight, nine, maybe even ten months out of the year, depending. Oh, so okay. You well, can you, you got South America, yep. Australia, New Zealand. Because mm-hmm. they're flipped, their seasons are flipped. Oh yeah, okay. But the way that's the thing that's really cool, like if you the, the average probably pro in air quotes that's doing it, they're probably going to Mount Hood for a week or two in the summer, riding there, and then um, or the whole summer depending, but usually just a couple of weeks, and then winter hits, and you probably have about five months, four and a half to like really get it, you know, from November, what November, December, January, February, March. April, maybe, yeah, I guess that's six months. six months. And in those six months, you just, you just fucking pin it, you know, yeah. so you go just, hard. you go super hard in those six months and then you're able, able to chill. And, and so it's, it's a cool, it's a cool, like, I, you know, normally I, I've kind of uh, turned the volume down on my riding. Now we put a lot more effort towards this still, mm-hmm. still ride and, and do the, do the damn thing and go get tricks. But this time of year, like when I was younger, it was like, oh fuck, we're getting fired up for the winter. You're yeah. kind of like <laughs> hitting the gym the and gym like, trying to, yeah, like go just, time. Yeah, yeah. Trying to get, get wrapped up and get, get excited. So it's kind of a cool deal, but That's yes. Tight. I mean, I was weird growing up where I'm from, like there was no seasons. Yeah. Right. Oh, we California. Had, we had buttery all day every day yeah you know what I mean? <laughs> season year round it was dope dude and like i don't know i tripped out like that's when i started traveling i was like wait it snows places like all <laughs> the time like you know I, I wasn't i just didn't really think about it i guess mm-hmm. you know but uh yeah i'm very blessed to live where i live but yeah this i my first no oh, i came into utah that one time but yeah, this the, this the, you know what i was really stoked at the street league was that the crowd was so awesome yeah like i can sometimes crowds are kind of they're, they're, they don't have that much energy. Yeah. Brazil, you saw the Brazilians there yesterday. Dude, when you go to a skate contest in Brazil, it is unbelievably wild. It is one of the coolest things ever. The passion is so real. And I love Brazilians, dude. Just for the uh, the passion they bring, basically. Mm-hmm. And, and the talent, obviously. Mm-hmm. But there's a lot of passion. Like, we see Raisa, like, she's hyping up the crowd. And the crowd's going nuts. It's like, it's just a really cool thing to see. But mm-hmm. One thing, that, I mean, our little skate community here is fucking killer, dude. Like, if you saw last night, they had the um, the adult toy game of skate, you know? And, and so, I don't Did you see any of the videos of that? I saw something. I didn't really see what happened, dude, but I saw, like... They, they do this thing in the summer, like, on, on Saturday nights, you know, for bunch of weeks especially pre-covid but basically everybody would go to the roof of this parking garage and there's you know 300 people at 9 p.m and there's a little <laughs> gauntlet of and they do games of skate impromptu and it was something they did every weekend you know right before covid hit and it's like so there's a kind of a cool little culture of skateboarding here that's awesome so i don't know if, if anybody you know when, when street league was here for people that are unfamiliar they did an adult toy game of skate in a parking lot it looked like 200 people and there's a gauntlet of people playing skate and Nigel is playing skate and, and freaking, um, what's his name that states for converse? Uh, the, the kid that Louis Lopez, he he ended up beating the the kid that has, uh, there's a winner for the series and you get a WWF belt and Louis Lopez ended up winning our local buddy Cordell. 
and uh, beaten him, and he got the the WWF belt. So we do we have a pretty was it Cordell Black? Uh, yeah, it is. Yep. Yeah, he's her. His name is brought up on our show a few times. Yeah, I met him at the bar the other night. Oh no way! Like, yeah. Let's give, <laughs> give an torn with Dell. Yeah, Delski lost the belt to Louie, but um, it, it's definitely. Does that mean the belt's leaving town or what? The belt's leaving town. Well, yeah. What are they gonna do about I that? I have to get a new belt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that tight hurts. though. Dude, I'll go back real quick because this is kind of a crazy one. When I was judging a street league in Rio in uh, in Brazil, like there was one contest was this big bump to flat bar thing. It was super gnarly, and it was a like that kid Ivan Montiero. Yeah, he got smoked and like mm -hmm. hit his face and like passed out and like wow. teeth were flying out and shit. It's like oh bleeding. that that street league feature that yeah. was fucked up. Is Dude, it? I don't know. I just I was I watched it in person oh, yeah. and to be there. For that in person was the wildest thing because that happened was horrible. I was like, oh my god, oh my god, that was horrible. That was horrible. And then he's bleeding and he like kind of sees his blood and he passes out. And then everyone like and then over in the corner in this crowd, the crowd's packed by the way. It's it's sold out. It's only like ten thousand people and they're going nuts. So oh, this commotion goes on over here and I'm like, what the fuck? Ambulance roll. Like, people and then oh over here like something happens. People are just passing out. Oh, from seeing it? Just from seeing it. They're so passionate oh. everything. There's so much craziness, in, like, in the air, I guess. They're seeing the blood, and they're like, no, and it's Brazilian doing, this is happening to, passing out over there, passing out over there. And wow. I'm like, and I felt like I was in, like, some weird, like, crazy movie where, like, like I don't even know, like, the, the what is it called when they, they say, like, the devil's going to come and kill everyone? I don't even know. The, uh... The end of the world. The end of the world, basically. Apocalypse. You know, yeah, they, I thought, what's going on right now, <laughs> dude? Like, this is not normal. Yeah. But then it was just like something. It, it just, I realized the culture there. Like, they're so it, passionate. They're so passionate about you know, especially their own country. Yeah, totally. That I just thought that was pretty crazy, but also yeah. awesome. That like they loved it so much. Mm -hmm. You know, it's kind of wild when you think about street league. You guys just came to town, and it's like. Dude, ev all the skaters from the surrounding area come come to street league, and so like everywhere you guys go, there's just a flock of people that are passionate about skateboarding. It's kind of it's got to be cool to be in the in the epicenter of that. Yeah, and I think it's what's crazy is growing up in the L.A. area that we're so used to seeing the pros that when you like kids don't act like or people back in LA don't act like they do when you go other places. Mm -hmm. So when you go to like a street league here, they're like, Oh dude, Kelly. Or like, you know, like back home, no one's, I'm fucking, no one cares. Like, you know I mean? <laughs> like we just saw Nigel three flip, like yeah. two streets over, dude. Yeah. Like, like, well, like, yeah, exactly. But like you go here and you see Nigel and they trip out. And I, I, my, mine was a bad example. I would say like maybe the, the bigger pros, like a Nigel or something like they see Nigel around all the time back home, you know, but when they see him out, and maybe Nigel is different too because he's actually so popular. Mm -hmm. But um, yeah, when you go to places where you don't see a lot of the pros, they they flip out, and it's cool to see everyone come out and for that cause, or just to see him skate. You know, mm -hmm. this is pretty sick. Well, killer, man! I think we've been doing it. Um, you know, one last thing, a couple of last things I want to wrap up here with is, you know, you're a team manager, and you kind of are talent scouting, you could say, uh, from time to time. Now. What advice do you have? If there's a kid that's like, fuck, I'm trying to trying to get sponsored. How do I do it? You know, we get asked that a lot on our show. Like, what advice do you have for uh, a kid that's trying to get sponsored? Um, I mean, it's so weird how things have changed over the years uh, about how to get sponsored. But I think that at the end of the day, is just being like, if you love skating, do it because you love it. Don't because you're going to make money off of it. Because that's, that's, you're going to get cut out real quick. People will see that. But 
think about who you like, like what skaters you like, who do you want to ride for? Who do you want to ride with? If you like, when I was a kid, girl in chocolate, you're like, or like, I want to skate with those dudes. So like, if you aim for that, then you know what I mean? Don't send, like, don't just send your tape out to 14 people. Hopefully someone bites, like figure out who you want to skate for and, and like maybe a shoe brand or whatever, like, and then work on it. You know, and what you're going to have to do is you're going to have to not only skate to that level for them to put you on, but you're going to have to act cool around the people, too. You have to blend in. So personality, working with the people is huge. It's almost just as much as the skating because there's so many good skaters that come around and then you're like, dude, that is the worst. Nobody wants to be around. No one wants to be around them. You know what I mean? So that's a huge thing. And so just you know, just kind of being cool and just going with the flow. And, and, and the beginning part, you're going to have to take some shit from the older guys. This is just the way it goes. I, I actually don't, I, I don't know how it is these days. I don't give anyone, I don't give the younger kids shit. Like, you know, I, yeah. got, I, I get, I get picked. I got like fucked with a lot because I was a younger kid out of all the, all of my friends. Yeah. So I got picked on a lot, which I think maybe kind of pushed me to go harder shit. But um, like also when people are talking shit on you, it's usually a form of endearment. Yeah, it's usually like they're only doing that with people they really fuck with. Yeah, and most times if they don't like you, they just don't talk to you. Yeah, you know what I mean. That's kind of the deal. They don't even take the time to make funny. Exactly. So if they're bringing you around, just be respectful to them, and you're gonna have to just do the grind for the while. And at that point, you're not really gonna care. You're just gonna want to do that. So like you know, sleeping on the ground, like or like on the couch, like back then, I didn't give a shit at all. I'll do whatever I need to do to go skate the next day with fucking Ryan Gallant. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, so it's just those things. You're just going to have to do it. But it's different looking at an older person because you're like, damn, would I go through that again? In my <laughs> lifestyle now, you're like, probably not. But as a kid, like, that's all you wanted to do. So it's different, you know. But, uh, yeah, that I would say that. It's just just you got you to gotta be cool too, man. Mm-hmm. Don't be a dickhead. That's good. Be that's good because that's so crucial. Mm-hmm. No yeah. one wants to travel around with a dickhead. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> man. That's just like the worst, you know. So fuck yeah. You want to hit any thank yous before we uh, put a bow on this thing? My parents, my family, uh, big supporters, and like they help me out a lot. And it's like pretty proud to see. Just I don't know. My like they're doctors and lawyers and shit like that. Like they gave me a lot of support. Seeing me like you're gonna go do what. You're going to skate? Okay. All right, go for it. We support you. So it's like, it was really cool to like have the support from them when they were, had no idea what that structure was going to be, what was going to happen, you know? Um, that, like Don Brown, for giving me a chance, Troy Morgan at KO for hooking me up, NHS, Jeff Kendall, Cairo, um, Stephen Trulos uh, at NHS, Chris Roberts, Roger, Jerron, Justin, Steezus, uh, Tim Olson, uh, JC, and... There's a lot. If I'm forgetting someone, I'm sure it happens all the time. They know who they are, though. Yeah. And, damn, friends back home. I don't know. It's just, like, everyone in Venice. And I'm just happy to be here. and I'm stoked. And uh, if I can help skateboarding in any way, I'd be here to do it. And I, I love it. So that's uh, thank you, skateboarding. I know it sounds not cliche to say, but, you know, it, it like, it's, it's isn't that weird to think that, like, there's all this stuff going on in the world, like, when we were younger, like there's everyone's doing like an actual occupation and you had to do it. Like you had to go to college and do these things and then go to do SATs and all this. Thing. And we kind of were that generation where we're, we just didn't do that. You know what I mean? And I'm like really glad it worked out. And people looked like my parents looked at us and were like, all right, cool. Do what you got to do, you know? 
And I feel like a generation before it might have not worked, you know? So I'm just thankful for every, like, and seeing skateboarding, seeing where it's at now, I mean, it's nuts. So, yeah, thanks, or Jeff Landy, for getting me in there at World Skate to do, go to the Olympics and work. And, yeah, fucking thank you guys. It's fucking rad to be on here, and I'm stoked, and it's cool to be on this side. And thank you, Death, Liquid Death and Pub Beer. <laughs> <laughs> he knows how to do yeah, it. I know how to do it. It's we, obvious how passionate you are for yeah. skating. It's rad, <laughs> rad to see this. Dude, oh, thank you, man. I appreciate it. It's so wild, too, if you think about like what we're like, – because of this fucking little piece of wood with wheels on it that you roll around on that you dedicate your life to, you've created this fucking awesome life. Mm-hmm. And it's just cool to know there's no blueprint. There's no road. There's no you go to college, you get a doctor, whatever, you know, you, you're, you paved your own way. And, and, yeah. uh, it's inspiration for people listening to know that, you, you know, you follow your passion and it, and it can work out. And I also do want to say, and cause I consider myself a skateboarder as well on behalf of the skateboard community for what you guys are doing for the culture. It's huge. So, Oh, thank you. Thank dude. you. Yeah. Uh, no, thank you guys, dude. Uh, I think that's, this is what like the culture needs kind of like is a podcast or like someone to meet these skaters personally and get to know them without actually talking to them. But or you guys can talk to them, the, the listeners get to like listen and hear the stories from the person and see just hearing them talk and their mannerisms and all that stuff. It's really like it's a cool thing. So yeah, no, thank you guys and thanks for having me here. And I'm ready to go hit the town. Let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, thank you guys so much for listening, watching. Uh, all of our Patreon members, all of our sponsors, all of our listeners, you guys fucking rule. We will see you next week over and out from the bomb wall. Thank you so much for listening to our episode this week. But before we get out of here, Chris, what do we got? Well, we just want to let you guys know to write a review on Apple Podcasts. Hit the five stars. Say whatever you want. We don't care. Just write a review. That helps us out a ton. And then our usual stuff, check out our Patreon. You can find the link at bombhole.com. You can also find all of our store and all of our merch items available at bombhole.com. And mainly, and most importantly, Thank you guys for listening. We appreciate you, and we'll see you next week.